Hey everyone, and welcome to Sister Night, the <laughs> penultimate episode. We're really excited. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, everyone. How are we feeling? <laughs> um, I don't even know how to feel at this point in time. I'm just oh. letting the events in the show happen because... I've been so wrong. There's a lot of marination, too, because this was a shit ton of dialogue. All of it important, for sure, for sure, for sure. And I'm sure we'll discover Easter eggs within Easter eggs as we continue to meditate on it, because it was so dialogue heavy. But yeah, I'm just, um, I just feel like one of those gifts where you're just shaking your head, you're like you're just dumbfounded or you're in <laughs> some sort of tragic reverie, because it's not completely horrible what I'm going through, but at the same time, a little bit, because I'm just like, what the fuck? And we know that next episode is the last, it's the end. And and as you pointed out, they're saying season versus series, which we're holding on hope that it's I support that extended. I, support that but I don't know. I'm not. Don't leave us this way. We already hopeful. predicted last yeah, we'll week. See. We're not going to be satisfied with anything. with anything they come up with. Regardless, doesn't matter. And after this episode, I'm like, how could we be satisfied? How could we fucking be satisfied? Nothing you can say or do to wrap this shit up next week will satisfy the things I need to know. I mean, where the fuck is Looking Glass? Where the fuck is that motherfucker? Yeah, where's he been? He hasn't been in two episodes. He's incognito. And I assume he has to show up next episode. And maybe whatever he does is so revealing in a way, like in a plot twist moment, which is why we didn't see him in the previews. Because I didn't see him. Maybe he was there. If you guys saw him, reach out. Because I did not see him in a frame. So that makes me think he will show up and make an impact on what is happening in that fucking bunker. Maybe we'll come back in season two. Hopefully. Well, that's We're going to put deep, it out into the universe. Is, we want a second season. I mean, we want a second season, but I'm still like, I don't know about Looking Glass. Like until he proves himself to me. You used to love know. him. And then we all know what happened. I don't. Okay, so I feel like this is about the time that I should bring up that your Patriots lost today since you... Are you kidding you, me? You! What the hell? I was trying to be decent. <laughs> I was trying you to be so decent. Petty. I was trying not to be petty oh for once God. in my life. So but here you go. Petty. You can help yourself. Oh You're like, yeah, God. remember Looking Glass? You were so wrong about Looking oh Glass. Oh, my God. So I just... Um, I Are y'all hearing out there. this? She's I coming just, at me. I didn't... You know, because the Ravens didn't lose. I'm just... You're not even a Ravens fan. I am a Ravens fan. Why are you? That's like you're people. not even from Baltimore. You're, I don't have to you're be from a fair Baltimore. Weather fan. A fair weather fan. That's yes. absurd. That's what yes, people try to accuse me of because I'm a LeBron fan. But I've been a fan this entire time. <laughs> I've just been roasted. It's it's okay. So a fun fact from looking at our stats: our second highest user base is in Sweden. Oh, which is very exciting. How do you say hello in Sweden? I know in Ikea, you see like the, the sign that say Haj. It's like H-A-J. <laughs> I know how to pronounce that. Well, what Ikea is my connection do? to Swedish culture. That's the connection for a lot of Americans, to be frank, is I that and Ikea. like the actors from Game of Thrones who are from that area. Who's which from? isn't even from Oh, Nicholas is from. Yeah, I was thinking of, yeah, and... Uh, I don't think he's from Sweden, though, is he? No, I don't think he's from Sweden. That's why I said that general area... Of Scandinavia. Of Scandinavia. Is not where the Isle of Giants is? Where um, the dude who played the mountain, where he's I think he's huge. Norwegian. I'm not sure. <laughs> I love no. how you started to type and you were like, like no. mm, You're like, fuck that. Do I need this fact? It's like okay. a nickname. It says Iceland here. I see That's tribal warfare here. of the... Gods in Scandinavia. I don't know what this is. Oh, it's I have no idea. Well, he's Icelandic. Oh, these are just okay. I mean, look at this guy. He's not even doesn't look human. Oh my god. Him next to his girlfriend is actually the most disturbing part because you're like, um, does the math? Oh my god. I just being honest. Oh, it's Hish. Google Translate's telling me that. So Hish to all our <laughs> Swedish listeners. I probably just hish. mispronounced that. More than likely. Uh, sorry, guys. 
It's okay. I'm saying it's okay. Like I'm Swedish and I'm not offended, but <laughs> you, you speak hopefully for the it'll country. be okay. Hopefully it'll be okay. <laughs> so I guess we should just hop right into this episode's coverage. Yes, all about Dr. Manhattan. As, so exciting. Well, it's what we deserve. But also what we expected considering that ridiculous reveal from last week. All right. So, yes, we fucking start off. Well, we leave off at the final frame that we had last week where Angela's just like, baby, we're in trouble. And the first scene of this episode is a man. Initially, we don't know for sure if it's Dr. Manhattan, although we're thinking, I don't know, those blue ankles. And he's walking up on some street and there looks like it's a party. Do you remember if it was some sort of holiday that wasn't Halloween or yeah, it was VVM or something? I think it's um Vietnam Independence Day. Right, something like that. So a holiday where people were feeling festive and dressing up and stuff. And we see a Dr. Manhattan mask from the festivities because I guess people litter in every timeline. Just a little plug. Hey guys, we shouldn't litter. <laughs> when there's trash bins, especially. The environment's you dying in every in. alternate universe. But he's like, look at these assholes littering. Oh, but it's my face. And so he picks it up and he puts it on. They're just so gross. Um, <laughs> Put that on your face. He's going to break out He's tomorrow. beyond bacteria. He's beyond he's bacteria. He's going to break out. Hate he to can see it. see it and kill it with his mind. He can see himself breaking out. So he'll do it. He preemptively he'll kills it with his mind. He sanitized it. He was like, this is good. He touched and it. Save his skin. And it was safe. But yeah, he has on this mask on and he goes to a bar. And just before he enters the bar, we get the 3D time card for the show, which is the name of the episode entitled A God Walks Into a Bar. Oh, pun intended. I, I, yes. I'm like, is that a dirty joke? It sounds like a dirty joke. Where's your mind going, Candace? Reality? A man walks into a bar. So you could say she he walks into her. Like, oh, I'm oh, walking into you. I did. As in, even. I'm seeing you, but then also the dirty way. And considering how much smashing has gone down between Cal slash Dr. Manhattan and Angela, I don't see why I shouldn't point out these obvious puns, especially because I like puns. Certainly Lindelof was aware of the pun when he did it. <laughs> he didn't take the way, but it's an interesting take. Is it? Well, yeah. you've, we it's see in the title thing. that the space between A and a bar is There's removed. There's no space. So we get A bar. And I'm like, oh, how cute. We didn't notice that. See, you were cute. And I was like, that's dirty. Yeah. Where, Candace, what, what's I'm going on I'm the same place you? Lori is with her blue dildo, where she is prioritizing certain things. And, well, the spirit of Lori flows within you. Which, by the way, I can't wait to get to Lori's reaction next week. But um, that's yeah, my we'll man, Angela. No, she's gonna be chicken. My she's man. Like I knew there was something about you, Cal, that I just knew. <laughs> Lori's just so thirsty. Uh, it makes sense now. We're thirsty, or Lori's thirsty. Lori was thirsty. She still is, and she's in fact. Well, maybe, that might be maybe her you're motivation too. Excuse me. From your reading of the title, <laughs> you know what? I could talk about where you were wound today, but we'll oh leave my it at that. god, <laughs> you snitch! <laughs> I didn't snitch. So like, oh snitch. my god. <laughs> Done. I'm just saying, Lori. I'm quitting this podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying, Lori, you know, she is going to be really surprised in a happy way. And I think she just might find the gumption she needs or the secret power she didn't know she had to break from those restraints to get over to where the chamber is to be like, I need the real thing. It's been years. <laughs> in front of all the people. Yeah. What she got to lose besides her life. And according to those ridiculous racists, that's what's going to happen anyway. So. I mean, Might as well get some fun out of it. If it's worth it for her, I can't complain. It's not gonna happen though, because it looks like Angela was up in there too, eventually, and so it's it's gonna get weird. But I hope in the best way. 
Super weird. Because how does how is that not weird? How is it? Just think about all the weirdness that's going to be there. It's going to be like, oh, okay, Cal, you're also Dr. Manhattan, who had a relationship with Lori, and you left that bitch, allegedly, to go explore and create on Mars. But then you were like, fuck that. I'm a whole ass lie. <laughs> I'm going to be on Earth, actually, when I'm not on Europa, to fall in love with another woman with it's the most ridiculous you. lines. If I were Lori, I would compare pickup lines because some of that existential shit Dr. Manhattan was saying, I was like, this is how you pick up people this is how you do it this is how the charm happens i guess when you have godlike tendencies that you're just picking people up with like hey so i know you love me <laughs> that's so but then weird you have the intellectual and the actual powers to prove that shit Ugh, but i'm getting ahead of myself um so yes he walks into this motherfucking bar and there's some 70s music playing to set up i guess where we are at the time and it's a song entitled rhapsody in blue by walter murphy Another relevant song. Indeed. And I wonder what songs the finale is going to have. Oh, I, who knows? But I imagine another original score from the Nine Inch Nail dudes, Trent Reznor and No, Atticus I mean Ross. the um, Well, because the of the song. end of this episode, that, that score that was happening when Angela was turning up at the end, that was one of theirs. And then right after that was in a recorded song in the in the credits. So I feel like it'll be a mix of what they no, did No, no, I'm just episode. saying like, what's the, going to be the theme of the recorded songs for the next episode because it's always very exciting to see what they do you mean for their original scores no no no. the songs they just play the recorded songs oh you mean covered. artist releases yeah, yeah yeah i suppose it'll they seem to do it by scene so i'm sure whatever it is will have it's relevance exciting. to i hope someone says formation and then beyonce's formation plays that'd be awesome where would that even fit it in? would never happen <laughs> but if you're be like beyonce's in this timeline I don't know, man. She's a special guest. I don't know season. if we get a Beyonce under Red for Day. No, we're definitely not. <laughs> I don't know if we She's can She's not going to pop up. In that but... way. Yeah, I don't know. I wish. Yeah, so we see Dr. Manhattan approach Angela, who is in her Vietnamese cop officer outfit. So she's a spitting image at this point in time. We see her of the lovely lady who inspired her in the last episode, who was like, look me up. You got that misandry. Here's my badge. And so I just want that side story that I'm never going to get of that woman not being fully retired or being retired and training Angela a little bit and them having like a little fucking relationship. But now she's dead, which is why Angela's alone mourning her parents. That's that would see be how a I great just jumped off to the series. end of my fantasy. But uh, yeah, she's sitting there alone. And when he initially asked to join her, she makes some comment about because he's got the beers like, can't you see I'm a cop? Ho? Which I feel like is her <laughs> usual way of being like, get the fuck Don't out talk of here. To me. Don't speak to me. I could kill you or arrest you or both. How would you feel if someone came at you the same way that Dr. Manhattan did? Angela's way. That's how I am now. Yep. When people I approach me, especially, unfortunately, if they're dudes, because my guard's going to be up, I'm like, you're on some fuck shit. Go away. And I realize sometimes that, like, it's shitty for some dudes because sometimes people are asking for the time. I'm just like, what do you want? Don't like, talk oh, hey, to me. I just wanted to know if you, if you know what time it is. Oh, it's 645. Uh, but yeah, no, but that's New York. I mean, you know how New York is. Cat collars are everywhere. So it creates an armor within you a defensive armor to be like yo leave me the fuck alone especially because it's new york it's like why are you speaking to me i just wear headphones everywhere so i can just like keep buffer walking. zone even yeah. if there's no music i didn't hear you bye i recently got those beats well they were gifted to me but like you know the the earbuds oh a gift but it's okay. fucked up because with my hair no one can see them so they're not doing what what beats yeah, studio headphones either. would do which is just like show you very obviously i'm wearing headphones it's also weird when i'm dancing yeah. in the subway just like swaying and no one can see my earphones. Looks like I'm just oh, swaying randomly. To that's music. just a New York vibe. Yeah. At any point in time, someone could just be swaying, and you're like, "Oh, that's uh, all that's right." Totally <laughs> So he eventually strikes a deal with her and he's like, look, okay, you seem like you're out of fucks to give and I have to tell you, Angela, that's hot. So how about, if I can guess, while you're here, all by yourself, I can join you. 
and you know she's thinking like oh yeah there's nowhere you're gonna get this and he's just like yeah so you're mourning your dead parents she's like oh well take a seat damn i guess <laughs> all right i guess case, this seat is for you yeah. sir have a get seat. a drink and initially you get the idea that she thinks someone at her on the force told him someone she works with is running game on her because she eventually asked him as much like who told you this one of the dudes one of the people somebody who knows me and he's like no 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 i just know things and this is the beginning of his cryptic flirts and banter that goes back and forth between him and Angela. That is very entertaining. Angela's always been the same person. Yeah, she really to current from ten year old Angela with the sister and IVHS till right now. You gotta come in her correct. He essentially is like, well, I know all this stuff. Like I knew this was gonna be what it is because I'm Doctor Manhattan. And she's like, oh, that's cute. So why are you wearing a Doctor Manhattan mask? I mean, I don't know. I just have questions about what's your whole presentation here. And I believe he says it's because he doesn't want to be recognized. There's this, a bit of banter back and forth between them where she's like, okay, is this like a Zeus thing where, you know, you're out here acting like a god and slumming amongst us mortals when you generally on Mars doing whatever you want and not giving a shit, deserting humanity. And, and then plot twist, what happens? He's like, oh, bitch, I never, I'm not on, that's a ruse. And we call this. I feel like this is happy. the kind of validation the flat earthers are looking for. Do you know what I mean? Like they're looking for this level of validation because, well, the flat earth is a myth. But according to the people who believe in it, they are waiting for this type of thing, for this type of like diabolical plot twist that someone's like, oh, here's the truth. They've been lying to you because that's essentially what flat earthers think. I don't know if you're aware. Yeah, it's fun they to watch nice the arguments. Wall. I don't know. It made me feel a little bit wild. Like when I first found out that people actually thought you'll just like fall a flat off the side was... of the world. Well, I had to look into it because I was like, oh, this is a thing. I thought we we kind of passed this in the year 1310 or something. And they're like, no, 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 <laughs> Candace, it's back. And so I investigated like, OK, is this what do people really think? And that's when I realized that there's sort of like three primary varying things that people believe including the shroud the ice wall nasa and all the governments of the world colluding together to hide information yes but the ice wall is there like if you get to the end of the earth there's a wall of ice if you get past that wall of ice of course you fall into the atmosphere because well and that's and yet no one's fallen off which is weird nicole that's because nasa is collaborating with oh. the other governments of the earth to protect it. And I'm like, do we not know that NASA does not have enough fucking money? I'm one of those nerds that's like, give NASA more money. And people are like, well, they're starving humans. What do we care about space? And certainly that is that <laughs> is a philosophical is. question to answer. But I don't think NASA has the type of budget <laughs> to be colluding and hiding things. But, but it's what they Hollywood think. helping them. It's a oh deep conspiracy. I'm not a flat earther, guys. But this, is, make that this is essentially... Thank God, because, well, would you? This podcast would abruptly end. There would be a message <laughs> saying Candace and Nicole can Nicole no longer work together. And um, I don't know, I might even haze you on your way out. Oh, gee. Like the flat earth is so offensive to me. Like the fact that we are debating this in 2019 even still is so offensive to me that I just don't think that I can have a rational response to it. Who's a flat that rapper earther. who said the earth was flat? Was that BOB? Bitch, I don't know, but I know Kyrie Kyrie. Irving said it. Oh, yeah, Kyrie. Oh, we don't talk about Kyrie. He mm -hmm. left the Celtics. Dead to me. Well, he was dead to y'all when he was on the Celtics. Yeah, basically. But... <laughs> so, yeah, it doesn't really matter, honestly. <sighs> but he's dead to me, too. When he said that shit after the Cavs won, I was like, oh, they're going to lose. It's My over. Honey, it's over. They finna drag you. And they did. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the, the meme where the guy, you know that guy who was like, 
the really pained smile and he's a meme he's with the white hair he's the weird like smile where it's like looks oh, really forced <laughs> he's holding that's, like, that's a good face you did I think I now he's, know yeah, what you're talking about he's holding a piece of paper and it says uh, they finna drag you oh yeah and it's yeah, so yeah. great yeah and so that is the equivalent to me of what Dr. Manhattan just dropped to Angela who didn't really care she was parroting essentially what we've been saying what other people have been thinking that Dr. Manhattan was here and then he went off to Mars and was like fuck humanity because you guys are annoying and boring and I'm gonna be over here creating stuff not giving a shit and he's like yeah that's fake news but he said that humanity was complicated well he he was nicer he was nicer than i would put it because if you're a regular person and especially when these people that's still praying to dr manhattan and he just bounces you have to wonder in your mind if he doesn't think humanity is just annoying like too annoying for him to deal with personally oh you just mean the people what they think yes exactly yep and this idea of what's been created of him and the stories that have been surfacing or just in the lore like you know urban legends what's true what's not true and this prevailing myth of dr manhattan on mars and the video footage and the fact that this is fake news it's been repeated time and time again but it's not real and that he he was someplace it was on europa which is interesting because the minute he said that i'm like yo we were talking about how that place looked like jupiter and he looked like he was on some moon or something hopping around but there was gravity and basically in this episode he explained all of that he was like i just made it be i just did it I'm within like, 90 minutes i thought it was seconds it was a minute was it any seconds Ooh. i think it might have been seconds we should check I that i feel minutes. like it was egregious sure. like seconds yeah, it but was maybe it was minutes very, i just thought short. it was something not like what the bible said yeah wasn't it seven days 10 i forget it was seven days but when i was in school i would theorize because of like you know fossils and whatnot i would try to make it make sense to be like well what if it's an allegory in the bible and one year is actually a billion years or a million years and they're like get out of my class candace went to private school y'all oh my god she is so high class why are you putting me on blast like this (laughs) put my mama on blast you put your own self on blast when are you reading the bible in school that wouldn't happen in public school (laughs) no it no it does not (laughs) No, it does not happen in public school. I'm the low-class host here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. No, I said that's what happens when you got immigrant parents, man. They are obsessed with your education above all else. So after he mentions that Mars was a decoy and we're like, oh, my God, this is where Adrian is. It's all connecting. Doesn't have anything to do with Lady True, but I have something to say. I have a new hot take about Lady Ooh, True. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm okay, okay. I'm, I'm excited. It's relevant. But it just randomly occurred to me. So it's it's my new thing. But he said that he was on Europa creating life and that because he experiences time differently, he's on Europa right now. At the same time, he's talking to her in the bar and doing other shit. And immediately Andrew's like, bitch, I didn't. See, I was just sitting here drinking my beer alone having a normal time and here you come with your bullshit that's how i'm summing up (laughs) it's a good synopsis so i was wrong that it's an alternate reality but going back a few episodes where adrian threw himself out of the environment right i guess it's like invisibility cloak or something around it because you don't see it anywhere behind him right i guess it's just disguised somehow okay Pretty interesting. Angela does ask how he creates things on this special world. And he says with a wave of his hand. And we get a little bit of a flashback to this render scene of naked blue Manhattan. Just doing stuff, creating soil and sky and foliage and whatnot. And water. And then walking on water, which is way pretentious. I mean, he had to know. <laughs> he had to Just know. extra about Which it. is why Angela is like, yo, did this take years? And you out here walking on water for real, for real? Really? And he's like, oh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> when I feel like he it. He has no sense of humor. I Well, he does. Okay, this is what I'll say. Mini hot take. That he had no sense of humor before he got with Angela. By the time they've spent time together, he has a sense of humor. Yeah, because Adrian mentions that he he's cackling. He's like, bitch, you got to chuckle since oh, when? You, you chuckle. You. I didn't know, you could, I didn't know your vocal humor. cords could produce a chuckle. <laughs> 
Sir essentially tells this tale of his own version of Adam and Eve that he made, which when we go through this flashback render process, whatever, we're like, oh my God, it's Crookshanks and Phillips. We find the origin. Finally, the origin. They were real the people origin, at one which, point. Can I just say how much more disturbed I am that Adrian was somehow baking babies in that steampunk cylinder of horror and fear because we've just learned that Dr. Manhattan literally raised them up from the primordial sludge Yeah, he or took whatever. the microbes and he made yes, them into he humans. Like, DNA, data, microbes, whatever. Piece he just of like lifted out of the ocean. Space dust. <laughs> and he created Crookshanks and Phillips and I'm like, okay, but did you make the thing to make more Crookshanks and Phillips? Did they make the thing eventually to make more Crookshanks? Did Adrian make yeah, the same really thing? Answered. It's not answered. And why does he, why is he able to bake them? In yeah, it's weird because since true well as far as we know isn't involved so we know that she had the ability to do this with kids but was she gonna age her kids you but think yeah, true isn't involved you think true yeah involved. i know that's my hot take oh so she is in the background i just think that yes yep maybe because i don't know who would make that contraption but adrian's also very smart i think that if we can by the time we come to this episode we realize that multiple people knew that Dr. Manhattan was here and that more than likely because of what happens with the White Knight that situation alerts the 7th Calvary to his presence and they maybe start their planning then to get a hold of Dr. Manhattan because they actually know that he is Cal and because of what happened with Angela maybe that's a reason why Judd gets involved and all these other people and they're working toward this desired end of like how to do whatever. Maybe. Yeah. No, I, was I that like your that hot take? I, no I lost my train of thought so I was, <laughs> I was okay. trying to get it back. Oh, okay. I was like oh shit where'd it go? Where'd it go? There's also some theories online that adrian is lady true's father ew delete Which it i don't delete it i don't think I'm so sorry, that's ooh, that was loud but i'm so <laughs> offended by that no yeah because in the pdpedia which everyone should look at we actually yes. had a viewer write into us about the pdpedia and we didn't we haven't really talked about it that much but if you go to the pdpedia on hbo's page it gives you classified documents or snippets from newspapers in the watchman universe mm -hmm. that explains some of the events happening so right. there's an article about lady true and they mention her mom and she was very intense and almost killed her at one point but a dad is no that mentioned. fits for her energy for her mom where she's like go back to bed with those bruised feet mother yeah the mom <laughs> really pushed her so she was really smart very early but it seemed very abusive and unhealthy. isn't that kind of always the other shoe of genius and that's not yeah, to say that genius, genius is only formed by abuse i'm just gonna say they're is a high number of people historically who accomplished great things or did great things. And unfortunately, the start of that was a tyrannical parent who was like, I will get this out of you no matter what it takes. And then it, well, it takes your relationship. <laughs> it takes you, yeah, never the speak again. Like, right, exactly. You're done. And she and chose so, her name too. And maybe that's why Lady, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say that hot take about her getting a little sadistic enjoyment from what her mom is dealing with. But if we maybe. are to go with this idea that her mom was some sort of bastard, despite maybe being well-intentioned, then humans being multifaceted, it wouldn't be hard for me to believe that a part of Lady True gains enjoyment from her mother's pain, which is a level, a level I wasn't expecting to come into. But hey, Peterpedia! Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> so while Dr. Manhattan is telling this story, he talks about his creating stuff on Europa. He mentions that he teleported a whole ass manor, which is evidently where Adrian lives. That big old mansion house. Yes, in the English that. countryside. I'm like, did no one notice that went missing? Couldn't you just copy it? 
copy and paste. Why did you have to delete and paste? But I wonder what's just sitting <laughs> there. Control X, just and then Control V. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did. I'm just like, who was standing in that field that was like, this is here. I'm shaded by this giant building. And then like, oh, where the where the sun Wasn't come there from? Something here yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? He doesn't care at all about these little things. And what if someone lived there? Just oop, gotta they go. It's not my house. Left on the ground, on Europa. Or maybe they fell out in mid transportation. He just they... flipped the <laughs> the thing over. That's so rude. But yeah. I also probably see him doing that. And he also tells us a story about his parents and essentially that his mom left his dad for an SS officer. Yeah, and his dad is Jewish. His dad was Jewish. And, well, they were poor. And his father was generally useless except for fixing clocks. Yes, he's a clockmaker. And he fixes a clock for two wealthy people who we discover are the original templates for motherfucking <gasps> Crookshanks. Yes, we finally have some answer, some sort of answer. Yes, we know the template. And that's because he's doing his shit with Angela where he's like, I'm a man, I'm now, I'm later. I'm <laughs> when I'm a child. I'm everything at once. She's like, honestly, I was just trying to have this drink alone, but you are a lot. I okay, cannot so get let me rid of him. Security. She tried. She tried. Oh, wait, I'm security. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Crookshanks and Phillips. Wait, no, how? That happens well, I guess we, so you can go talk about uh, the Okay, beginning. so I guess we can talk about what he sees as a child when he's there. And they were rich and evidently philanthropic and taking people in, trying to help them. On their way to America. Right. And in a moment, he's doing stuff like a child is looking around being nosy in places where he shouldn't be. Here's the thing. Runs into a bureau or standing wardrobe. And the first thing I thought was like, why does every white child <laughs> in fiction run into the wardrobe when fear or like when danger is approaching? Like, that's an answer. That's not an answer. Because there's a mythical world. At the Narnia wardrobe, yeah. Is Narnia he was the trying wardrobe? to go to Narnia, but couldn't make it, unfortunately. He was like, I'm trying to get uh, some sex ed health class. Yeah, he's off snooping, looking through the crowd. He didn't know what Ooh. it was. <laughs> he was like, What's happening out there? What's going on? Whatever it is, it's really joyous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a weird explanation. Whoa. I thought it was weird that they were like, We're making life. It's like, Don't set that up Do for a yeah, child. Kiss too young. But also, why set that expectation that every time you're having sex, you're making life? Don't do that. That and they're also not wrong. the parents. It, really None not of that place. conversation was decent. Yeah. But I think they were just trying to save themselves from embarrassment because they were like a child. Don't just tell anyone. Boning <laughs> in this period of time, we're like we don't even mention the fact that humans have sex, so we need to go explain to him what we were doing is beautiful. We were actually making a family, okay? Because we lost our son. He's dead. Yeah, He's he dead. He fell ill. He's dead. But you remind us of him and other kids and stuff, so we try to help him pay him for <laughs> And baby John is just like, oh, okay. And then he walks away. All right. Well. They have a good soul. And they yes. tell him to create something beautiful with his life. Yes, Crookshanks. She makes him repeat on. it and promise. She's like, please, you know, make something that is beautiful. I think the exact statement is make it your purpose to make something beautiful. Oh. And that is, in general, those that's are a, words to live those by. Those are good words. Everyone, that's create something advice. beautiful tomorrow. Someone should have said that shit to stank ass Adrian and maybe he wouldn't be writing squids. <laughs> you know what? This isn't beautiful. I knew that bitch was behind the squids. Yeah. He's a dick. He's been awful. Continued the awfulness, whole series, which is why I don't have real empathy for novel. him over in Europa suffering because that's what he deserves. Especially he has because he good intentions, but bad execution. Yeah, we know. So did half the fucking leaders and czars and fascist dick faces throughout and history. Quote unquote, good intentions. I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> but how how are you how are you doing that towards the end of this story and we discover what sort of what's happening with Crookshanks and Phillips and the avatars or the real life versions of these current day avatars say they're going to try again for some children they give them a bible too we didn't mention that so they're not androids we found out or at least TBD. the originals the originals TBD, aren't androids. right the originals aren't yeah. the originals were formed but we don't know what's going on with these other versions of them that certainly do not seem to have the same intelligence factor of the rest and he makes a statement about how he made Adam and Eve not in his own image but in theirs in reference to these philanthropists who gave them him and his dad a home all those years ago so it's like oh impact impact of what like childhood and trauma actually does for you because he's a grown-ass man on Europa and he's like what should I do here I can make anything I know (laughs) (laughs) these people that were nice to me once Fuck genetic diversity. And by that, I just mean just other humans, too, because what is... Are they all barren? I would assume that's the case, because we don't know that any of the Crookshanks are filiping. I just said the and Crookshanks are filiping. <laughs> that doesn't make sense, no. but getting together in the horizontal mambo, so... But their whole goal is to serve their leader, so that's yeah, but... really not their priority to procreate. But see, since when does it have to be priority to procreate for animals to do what animals do, which is bone? I know, but I'm not sure. In any identity, whether like, I'm just saying because it's unless. But, that, but where that are goes, the babies? Do they the kill questions. them? Well, that's my saying. If they're sterile, then that avoids having babies whatsoever. But it were seems... they in the lake? Remember he pulled up the baby that was growing? That oh, sounds well, kind of weird. Know, but yeah. I don't know how you can model something off of a humanoid just a humanoid because if you say mammal we're talking about attraction we're talking about biological realities chemical realities and so realistically unless because it's only two types and they just decided that they don't find each other attractive although he based them off these two people that found each other attractive and we're trying to make a family so i just feel like the law of probability with all those dozens of clones two of them have tried to bone two phillipses to Crookshanks, a Crookshanks and a Phillips, a whole group of them, like, let's see what happens. <laughs> Sense8 style, let's see if we all connect. Who knows? But I'm just like, what's going on over there? Unless, of course, they're sterile and, or asexual, but the, he wouldn't, Ooh. wouldn't that have to be by design, like a motherfucking amphibian or omnisexual? Like, just all the I things. I mean, it wasn't mentioned, but could be. Again, you know, I have to ask these questions beings. because I ask too many questions. But that that's my curious thing. I mean, that- it's a good question to ask. They've been there for a while and it looks like they get bored. So I just. But we don't see any pregnant Crookshanks. No, but that's why I'm like, they would have to be sterile because I'm not convinced that you could have that many humanoid type things and the variation for even sexual experimentation wouldn't exist because it would have to just by law of probability because they have hormones and chemicals. and. But do they? I don't know if they're. That's he what said, said he, humanoid. he modeled them off of the No, people. but they have to have hormones, just maybe not like ours, but they have to have things that yeah, make yeah, things do Yeah, I'm just saying we can't things. assume that they're humans like us with the wants. No, no, I'm not. Because we already know but they I'm only saying, even want if you take to a whale, serve someone. If you take dolphins that are pretty fucking rapey, you can take literally <laughs> any second animal. reference. Yeah, dolphins well, are pretty dolphins, evil. They're, well... They've assaulted. (laughs) They also kill things and just play with it, which is concerning. That's rude. So that's what I mean. So I'm like, if you can have these types of actions across the sphere of living things on this planet, just take like the birds that like, I'm going to collect these pebbles. I'm going to dance for you to get your attention because, hey, (laughs) I'm just trying to get it going. Like the Crookshanks and the Phillips, they got to have something in the primordial ooze that is as basic as attraction. I doubt we're going to find an answer to that question. Oh, I I, I agree with you. That's why I'm putting it out there. Just to say, hey, for maybe think? for season what do two. Think? Actually, yeah, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that Crookshanks and Phillips are sterile? Are they asexual? Are they omnisexual? Are they... Or they just aren't programmed with... Oh, yeah, I guess they'd be asexual. What is uh, What are those things that can... What is it called when you can procreate by yourself? Oh, my just God. Just blanked I from my mind. No, what this is. Oh, yeah, I don't know. 
I know there was like something I read once about West African frogs being able to potentially change their sex from female to male after having bred successfully. But those types of things that happen in nature are very curious. And so since Dr. Manhattan is dealing with these types of things, all kinds of variables are possible, especially if he perceived human connection, like petty connection, which can come from attraction as being part of the problem. He could have just been like, let's try and remove that. But then I would argue you got a whole other creature on your hands and who knows what that is entirely which again from what we've seen they're talking to pigs pig whisperers they're like what's the verdict there's all kinds Guilty. of weird stuff happening there so who knows and dr Manhattan, you're fucked up like that's gonna be my hot take is that you're over there trying to be a god you did that for a while you created scores of living things and then you left just like a bitch i mean that's some real zeus shit that's some real horrible god-like behavior yeah i find it funny how he leaves humans on earth because were too complicated but then when he has his perfect humans that are very uncomplicated he's right they just want to worship unfulfilled and mm-hmm. he's he's like this is boring in a better life this is boring i gotta go because all you want to do is worship me and that's not fun too simple and it's like but also where is your philosophical awareness at your ethics at this time <laughs> <laughs> that you created something out of nothing and then deserted them because you found them boring well his ethics sometimes aren't the best but wouldn't you argue that like potentially a philosophical merry-go-round is that it's his fault they are boring because you made them so <laughs> well yeah yeah and so you only have yourself to blame yeah, it, john and he didn't foresee that or he must have foreseen that happening that he'd get bored he just well, then he's an extra dick for knowing that he yeah. was going to get bored and leave them anyway and still doing it just because. It's well, like he when bored. he was dating, I forget her name, in the comic books. And then he said, oh, well, I'm going to be dating her later. Which is just a really bad thing to say. <laughs> a bad thing to say to your current girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I believe it's like right after this exchange about Crookshanks and Phillips and all that, that Angela says something about him having a very active imagination. And he mm. laughs and then we flash really quickly to I believe Adrian and then it's because those things happen simultaneously in the show where he's laughing at Angela saying this to him because he knows what Adrian is going to be like you don't have any fucking imagination and then we see that scene actually play out later in the episode where Adrian's like bitch you don't got no imagination he's like (laughs) 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 because he's laughing at the same time at Angela and Adrian's like bitch what what was that strange sound what is happening was that a laugh his laugh is a second "Mm," and then it stops (laughs) you know he reminds me of uh, motherfucking Kawhi who oh dear oh the basketball player yeah yeah yeah, yeah. where people make fun of him because he laughs like a malfunctioning android let him live he's unproblematic he can live he has a ring i'm just saying he also laughs like like john like (laughs) a a laugh where you're like is that real can he be a guest star next season um maybe if he likes Watchmen, but he's out there playing for true very busy and Angela has so many one-liners during this conversation. It's all really great because when he mentions that, like, oh, someone was telling me the opposite of this, she's essentially like, you got friends? <laughs> <laughs> she's trolling him. She's like, who honestly would want to talk to you? Me talking to you right now is ridiculous. How could you possibly have friends? But then he says, more like acquaintances, which is very shady. I think it's appropriate because she called him out on his nonsense. And he essentially says also in this conversation that he's been in love with her, you know, since before they met. And Angela's just like, you need to cut all this bullshit the fuck out. I feel like most people would just get up and leave if someone said to me on not even first date, a first meeting, oh, I love you. I mean, they probably would. But the reason why Angela ultimately doesn't leave is because 
Well, not only does she kind of not want to be alone, which is the own drag that John has for her at the end, that she puts up this front, but she actually really wants a family and really wants this whole thing. And also that John is being very charming in this weird existential philosophical way in which he's talking in parables and analogies, but also in this confident way that would intrigue most people. Especially if you were bored, where he's like, no, you know, I'm in love with you. You're in love with me, actually. Yeah, we're going to be together this long. Yeah, actually, we have kids. And just her entertaining to be like, okay, okay. And half the time she's like, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And he's able to parry and be like, well, actually, we don't have those kids. <laughs> They're adopted. And she's like, oh, okay, well, I thought I just proved a point, but you just proved it right back that I still don't know what's going on here. And so I like that give and take that was happening. And in this moment, you know, she's like, why? Well, I don't know how I'm supposed to take you seriously when you're in a Dr. Manhattan mask. I can't even see your fucking face, man. To which he finally pulls it off. Yes. And she actually makes a comment about like, oh, you maybe you're handsome. You know, could be. Maybe. Maybe. We didn't really see his face blue. as Dr. Manhattan. The camera's always in a different position. You'll see a chin or a tie, but never his face before he takes over Cal's identity. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. It's a Charlie Brown approach. Chipmunk's it was approach. really cool. Oh, the wah, 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 people. Yes, yeah, the, the cartoon the approach where the children never care about the adults' faces because ultimately you're in your own world. And so that's that's what that reminded me of. Whatever his facial type was before it is Cal is irrelevant. And so they don't bother showing it to us. After he eventually takes off the mask, she asks him about, she's still not really sure if it's Dr. Manhattan. She's like, well, glow blue then, bitch. Like, Show me that you're Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> He's like, well, I don't want to attract attention. And people see that I'm over here. And she's like, yeah, well, whatever. I still think you're full of shit. And he's like, well, that's kind of that's kind of okay. Because I would prefer if you were unsure for our date. And I'm just like, yo. That's why every time he says something, like the Angela's like, oh, you have an answer for everything. Okay. I feel like Angela is at the end of her rope. But he keeps saying something that brings her back in. Well, in this part, it's like she tries to have a checkmate card where she's like, oh, you've been saying all these pretty or words and things. Where she's like... That's really cute what you said, but here's what you haven't considered. And he's like, what's that? She's like, I hate Dr. Manhattan. How about that? And he's like, oh, she's like, yeah, let me tell you a little story about a guy named Dr. Manhattan who inveigled himself into Vietnamese drama, which caused a whole bunch of tragedies, which led to the creation of the motherfucking terrorist that would kill my parents who died this many years ago today, who I'm in here mourning by myself. So I fucking can't stand the blue bitch. And he's like, oh my God, that's me. <laughs> Sorry, girl. Wow. What you Had say, you done. have a point. You, I could see why you might be mad at my interference. But for his reasoning, he's just sort of like, well, I was just trying to be what people wanted me to be. And then he said he regrets that. And what do they say? And then she asked why, if he regrets it, he did it. And brings back right. and says, oh, well, have you ever done anything that you knew you'd regret? Right. Which happens often sometimes. It does. I mean, that's very human quality. And so even though he successfully parries that shit about Vietnam, he's like, okay, but, you know, maybe everything works for tonight, but what about tomorrow when we're supposed to be going on this date or any other time? It'll be impossible with you being blue in this reality for us to be together, to be seen together. So. Yeah, that one day works because it's the holiday, but, right, but it'd what be about very the rest weird walking to Olive Garden with a person that's blue it would be very weird if olive garden made it to this timeline please let that be <laughs> a casualty let it be a casualty <laughs> along with tgi fridays oh tgi nah nah has some burgers that bang what? sometimes i haven't been there in like ladies and gents five six years I, I might have to excuse myself in this podcast because nicole just revealed that she thinks what do TGI you enjoy burgers. what not tgi fried 
Bur- it's okay. I can't even say it. I mean, TGIF. It's okay. TGIF it's not burgers the best. Of death. Nah. Every time I've gone to, there's like specific chains, which I haven't been to them in years. That would be TGIF Fridays, Applebee's, Olive Garden. Always have a stomach ache. Always have an unpleasant experience. And it's always overpriced. And when you look at their grades for like their meat and stuff, they're below Chipotle. So if you were out here polling lower than Chipotle and motherfucking McDonald's with their supersize me legacy, I can't fuck with TGF Fridays. That's all I'm going to say. What about Shake Shack? I can fuck with Shake Shack. I love Shake Shack. Shake Shack is good. Five Guys, so great. Weird, weird thing is one in Williamsburg and I did not try them for the first time until I was in California. Oh, I just really? it wasn't. Yeah, did because, you just not go past it or what? Happened? No, I did, but I was like another chain of burgers. I don't really care, <gasps> and so I How didn't. Could you say I, that? I, I don't go to chains like that. But I was in California and I was hungry, and there was the only really? burger place around. If you're in California. You have to go to In and Out. <laughs> Look, I don't need your judgment. I, I mean, I'm just I just need saying. your understanding. Next <laughs> time you go. Oh, so you're Coast. treating me to in and out Thank you. You guys heard it here first. I mean, if you're going to bring me to California, I will take Wait you a minute. I feel like that arrangement just got real. It just got real fucked up. Like, I feel like you're winning out on this. Yeah. Like always. <laughs> <sighs> so he actually says to Angela that she is the one to come up with a rather elegant solution to the process of what they should do to live life together out in the open without people all in their shit. And that she comes up with this idea like two weeks from now. And she's like, really? Really? And we cut to Angela in a morgue with some bodies of dead men. And she pulls them out of the refrigerator drawer. And she's like, here are their stats. They all lived alone, all died alone, presumably, and will be cremated in 48 hours. And there's a reference made with a statement, ashes over Saigon. I'm like, I will continue to muse over that because I feel like there's levels. There's levels to what that probably means. Ooh, but okay. Yeah, ashes over Saigon. And so initially John is like, well, I mean, I could look like anybody. So why bother with these guys? And she's like, well, they have actual traceable paperwork that you need to exist in life. I know you don't think about paperwork. You probably haven't thought about paperwork for a whole lot of years, but social security numbers and stuff that matters for getting jobs but and houses. Wouldn't they be death certificates? So a lot of their but she's accounts in a popo. would be canceled. She's in a popo. She could, uh, oh, so she's doing some fraud. I would assume. Okay. I mean, that's what I was wondering. She's, in the, she's in the refrigerators grabbing bodies. So she's way past regular fraud. She's, yeah. On the route. Social Security be like, um, I think you're dead, sir. This isn't working. She'd be like, I'm the police. I think you're confused. This person is actually <laughs> alive. Like, at gunpoint. He's and alive. that's what they love, too. They love fucking Vietnam just on the in case that someone could maybe recognize him, even though they were like, he had no family, not oh, even yeah, enough yeah. money. Just like walking around. Right. When she eventually gets to Calvin's body and you realize that whatever life he had was probably fucking sad. Like yeah. all of those people. They don't know die how alone. he died. She said probably a cardiac arrest, which is interesting that they felt the need to mention that. Maybe it will mean something later on. Maybe not. If you had a choice to design like your perfect significant other, what would you do? Would you pick someone who was actually a little person or would you just go crazy oh and be like custom made face like a like a video game, create a character builder? <laughs> See, that's already a crisis for me because I like to be specific and I already have like decision problems. So I think that would take me way too long. Would like, you, just, like, you would have to give me hard limits because if you were like, Candace, make your perfect person, I don't know what it would ever appear because I would be too busy going back and forth and changing my mind. Like, okay, well, I no, but I don't really like, okay, that's good. But then three hours later, you know, I don't really. And so I don't think I would ever actually push the bake button and it would just be like, I'm consistently just dealing with like, what do I do? So at best I would choose intellectual attributes and my only requirement would be like attraction. 
because I just feel like it's too there's too many variables from my brain to then be like what's the perfect human I don't know what that is but I know that like attraction is necessary of the mental kind and the physical kind if those things and the spiritual kind if all those things can be like handled then the rest will come together but you'll be getting Dr. Manhattan in the very flat. Why are you giving me Dr. Manhattan? Because this is the I can't deal show. with this motherfucker. I can't deal with him and his questions. I mean, that's like, the only person that can do this type of stuff. Designer, I can't argue with someone who's, who's telling me what I've already said, what I will say. <laughs> uh, you lose his argument or <laughs> I disappear. Like, to me, it's self-fulfilling. I mean, we'll get there, but I feel like he's self-fulfilled the fight with his bullshit. But, oh, right. Essentially, after she makes her explanation about social security number and data, he's like, well, okay, so I guess then if it really doesn't matter, like, let me just pick one of these dudes. Unless there's another dude that you haven't shown me yet. And she's like, oh, well, actually, there's this. <laughs> he's the most destitute of them all, but I thought I he was the cutest. I didn't think ask. I didn't know. I mean, I was trying to give you the I choice. Mean, Thank you for here, asking me. I mean, he's honestly. I mean, he's kind of cute, but it's whatever. But we see Calvin for the first time on a slab. Dead. Dead as a doornail. And it's not even half a second before Dr. Manhattan is like, it's me now with my Adam tattoo on my head. And she's like, bitch, the tattoo. And he's like, oh, I got that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Fixed it. And Angela's initially taken aback by his new deep voice that he has, which is definitely an octave or six deeper than what he was speaking with before. And she's like, your voice is different. I got used to the phone sex with the other voices. And he's like, oh, do I need to change it? She's like, no, 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 bitch. No, improvements. <laughs> improvements. Don't you change a thing. I don't know if I'd change my voice if I could. Um, mm. I, I, To me, that's one of those things where like human perception of self is so warped that it's probably not a good idea. Because, I mean, just look at the fact that we do podcasts. Like my perception of what I sound like, I don't think matches like what it is. I could not listen to these podcasts. Because I hear myself talk and I'm like, oh God, <laughs> what was she saying? Was she okay? Turn this off yeah, right I now. just can't. I'll so try that's why to watch we can't, it and stop. I think if we were allowed to truly like choose our own like things, like an avatar, like a video game, like we would be the most fucked up creations on earth. Like if everyone did it, it would just be like, you know, <laughs> just like. We'd all be botched. All botched. Just because so it would bad. be through our warped perceptions of ourselves, which would make something even more warped. And I don't know what that looks like. Basically, you take a bunch of crookshanked films, put them in the, the steampunk thing, and then like just shake it up. And whatever comes out, whatever ball of humanoid, that's what would happen. <laughs> and you think in your mind, like, this is so attractive. But it's not. It's not. It's like the episode of Twilight Zone. The new one or the old one? Original. Oh, shit. Shout out to yeah, Jordan Peele's new one. But uh, the old one where the, I'm forgetting the name of the episode, but the lesson is perceptions and beauty. Because essentially you have this woman, she's got bandages on her face. And the whole time you're like, she's got to be hideous underneath. Because the doctor's like, you're hideous, you're hideous, you're hideous. It's horrible, you're hideous. And then when they finally <laughs> take off the bandages, she's a knockout. And then you realize the doctor's faces, they're, they're pig faces. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Right, so it's about perceptions of beauty and that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And so it is subjective, like everything else. So what is beauty but... And that's the idea. Yeah. Can we discuss Regina King's hair? Because it looks great. Oh my God. I'm like, oh, she, she, she has a budget she, for a blowout. Well, somebody. She's getting some curls. Maintain like, this yes. level of black hair excellence across all in the videos. In Vietnam, mediums. too. Do I not there aren't many black people in Vietnam. The Walking Dead. But obviously, somebody know how to do hair. Yeah. Someone is laying edges. Unlike The Walking Dead. You know how no one survived, knows how to do black hair on that damn show? I haven't seen the show. Not even the black people have survived. You've seen the wigs. I've seen her bad dreadlocks. Oh, shit. It's so wig. That's why Denai got to go. She was like, girl, I'm too fabulous. Like, it's been, what, six, seven years they had her in that that dry, pasty wig before they they shaved a piece of it off to be like, look, it's... She did something. <laughs> She's oh, like, no, bitch, wig. too late. I'm leaving. I'm actually super excited because I saw a trailer for Star Trek Discovery and Soniqua, who used to be on 
The Walking Dead is the lead on Star Trek Discovery playing Michael Burnham. And there were some discussions about like, what's, what, what is this hairstyle we're doing in the first season? But it looks like in this next season, they got her flexing with multiple styles. And I said, it's about damn time. Okay. We're in space. She should be able to teleport some excellent braids onto her head if she fucking feels like it. Because <laughs> we, we have figured out the, the science. Salon. Or just even do like a hologram for your fucking hair. Like there should be ways. Like think about the modern scarf if you're black. Like maybe you don't want to do your hair, but maybe you just want to create a hologram on top of your fucking head. That should be your right. Can someone invent that? That'd be great. Or just at least invent it for fiction so I can see it because I that's what I deserve. <laughs> My content. <laughs> Science that's like Afrofuturism at the same time. Because if we out here making holograms and whole ass fake rooms to pretend we're on a whole other planet, you really mean to tell me we can't project a hairstyle onto someone's head? A lot better than sitting for like eight hours for... I'm just saying. It's awful. Let's use technology to our advantage. <laughs> we eventually come back to the bar after this morgue scene. And John is talking about how he experiences, you know, multiple things at once yet again. And that they've been together for 10 years, but that there's a tragic ending. And I love her response because she's like, oh, 10 years? Well, that's cool. At least I'll still be yeah, young. Find so a I new can, man. I can love again. I can love again. I was like, yes, girl. And she didn't even yes. just, she just oh, skip she, a beat. She didn't emote. She's she like, did, well, she's like, that's I mean, perfect. once you're gone, I'm fine. She's like, that's great. I'm living I mean, my life. Better 10 than 15. You know what I mean? Better 10 <laughs> 15, than 15. It's over. I'll never find anyone 15. 10 is great. <sighs> but even after all that, she's like, I'm still not convinced about you knowing anything about what's coming. You sound like you're still mostly full of shit. And that's when he talks about her favorite song, that her favorite song is the song that's about to come on right now. And there's a lot of suspense, a lot of suspense. What's the song? And the jukebox plays Tunnel of Love by Doris Day. You guys familiar with Doris Day from Technicolor? Hi, I was Doris Day. My mom loved Doris Day films. So Candace is actually 60. You guys just what don't know. You haven't seen her. I just like classic films, you guys. And my mom really did enjoy <laughs> Doris Day. She's educating me. So it's, it was very, it was great. <laughs> and of course, Angela's just like, bitch, I have never heard this song you in my whole damn life. You was wrong. You was a whole last lie. You're a lie. Excuse me. I need to go. I need to leave. And he's like, oh, okay, but slow down. Let me just tell you something. It's not your favorite song right now. Not yet. But now it is. Right now. Like, this is, it's happening in this moment. And, I mean, shit like that is so smooth. You can tell it intrigues Angela. She's like, mm, I keep throwing you these curveballs just to be like, get the fuck out of my face. And you're like, boop, caught it. Actually, I was expecting this curveball, Angela. And I'm so glad you threw it. And she's like, fuck you! <laughs> Why do you keep saying stuff like that? <laughs> in you... six months, this happens. I think it's kind of sad how... Oh, yeah, that's what he says next. The tunnel of love refers to the only way they can actually be a happy couple is if he can't see into the future for that time period. The time period has to end. I also liked how he said that... Like tunnels. Yeah, tunnels. Yeah, basically, so it's referring to her love mm -hmm. and how he talked about she doesn't necessarily have to take the thing out of his head, but obviously he knows that she will do it. Right. So it's not even a choice at that point. We literally get to the first fight of theirs that we see that is their first major fight, which leads to these other developments of, okay, now I'm going to have this, you know, spy Adam thing on my head making me incognito because they're at the bar and he's like, yeah, we're, we're making love right now and we're fighting about how it's all going to be over six months from now. She's like, bitch, I'm so sick of these stories. <laughs> and then we cut to them actually in bed six months into the future and... She's asking him what he said. She was asking him about, like, where are you? And of course, like, that's why I'm like, this Inception bullshit is too much for Angela. That's why she's upset, because he's in both places at the same time answering her questions, which is why she's he's bothered. Yeah. Because he's like, you're asking me right now where I am. But where I am right now is right right here with you, 
with you asking me what is going on here. And so he says that shit to Angela and you can tell she's still trying to ride. She's like, I'm trying to focus. Focus on the goal here, which is the O. <laughs> when I said what you were thinking about, I expect you to say blowing that back out. That's not what you said. That's not what you said. <laughs> you said we're in the bar and now we're going to fight. We're going to fight right now. And that's why I said it, it felt like that it was a self-fulfilling prophecy by mentioning they were going to fight. Thusly, the fight began because she's like, no, we're not going to fight. Let's just not fight. Like, it's not. There's like a couple things she says that are true later on. Yes. So she controls the timeline a little bit. That's what I mean. It's self-fulfilling because by him saying we're going to fight and she's like, I don't want to fight. Let's not fight. And he's like, yeah, but it's too late because we already had the fight. She's like, bitch, I already said I want to fight. Like, why are you doing this? He's like, yeah, but we're so close. <laughs> she's like, yeah, we're close. We're close. We're right here right now. We're fighting, bitch, because you you couldn't shut the fuck up. Like, you just couldn't fucking stop. And he's like, I'm sorry, Angela. Like, it's difficult when the future's already happened, you know? <laughs> his flat voice. He just can't win. He literally, he's on the pillow and he's like, Angela, I told you this about me. I told you. All right. I experienced time differently than other people. She's like, yeah, bitch, I know, but it's still super but annoying. Still stop. It still sucks. <laughs> To have you narrating everything. That'd be awful knowing your whole life. Not unless it was when the O's coming. I'm like, bitch, don't say shit about the future <laughs> unless it's that your orgasm is coming and 27.2 seconds counting down 26, 25. Like, I don't need the future predictions unless it is related to what we're doing right now. That would be my energy. And I feel like Dr. Manhattan needs to get his self together and at least stay present. I feel like you and Dr. Manhattan would not get along no. in the story. Yeah. Well, no, we could get along because but I, not would, as, not as I would use his powers to my advantage. I He could do and be all kinds of things. So I feel like that would be fun if you're like, oh, what are we doing tonight in the bedroom? But um, in terms of like conversation, no, duct tape, some, um, be a mute. Don't speak to me. I don't want to hear any of your fucking predictions. Just trying to imagine trying to watch a game or do anything. Patriots win, of course. <sighs> <laughs> you guys uh, write in some hate mail too. Don't, don't write <laughs> it. <our> disillusionment <laughs> for the Patriots. But yeah, no, it's it's rough out here when you are dating an oracle. It's also weird how he has been on for like 50 years where it's a Twilight type thing where yeah. the guy is super old, but in a younger body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which helps him out, to be sure, to be sure. <laughs> and now he got the melanin blessing, so his aging yes, is- Yes, he'll never uh, age. No wrinkles. Not in real time. Wrinkles who? He'll age in false time, which is how he lives anyway. So it's Ooh, appropriate. Smart. A man out of time. And so now that they're fighting and having their existential arguments, which is like, that is just beyond what most couples know or have to deal with. He says some stuff that totally makes the fight happen, which is essentially that when he starts like, Angela, this is me. It's always been me. You already knew I experienced time like this. And she's like, yeah, but this shit is fucking annoying. He's like, yeah, well, you know why you liked it? Because it was offering you stability. From your fucked up past and your fucked up family and what happened to them. And I'm like, that's probably true to a degree, of course, on a subconscious level. But did you have to say it, bitch? This is where you need to read the room, John, and keep some <laughs> shit to the best. Keep it to your fucking self. Because if there was going to be a time, potentially, where there was no fight, this was that window. You just closed it entirely with that statement. And she, of course, reacts to it. And she's like, okay, now we fighting. We're fighting. I said to you while we were watching, it reminds me of what people talk about when they date psychotherapists. And you're just like, wow, I had a bad day at work. And they're like, what you're really saying is that you're still mad at your father. And you need to talk to him. And you're like, <laughs> when you were five, I said I had a tough day at work. That's it. Let's leave it there. Just drop it. Like no evaluation. But would you share your, well, you'd share your life, but I would hope they wouldn't bring their job to the person. I don't life. know that it's not. If you're a psychotherapist, write in. I don't think it's possible to separate the two. Like if your whole job is analysis or analyzing someone's behavior and stuff, how do you turn that off for your for your lover or your children? And so just from some people I've known whose parents have had that profession, 
I just don't, it just seems like that's what would happen. That's just like, you can't avoid it, which is why it would suck, which is probably why they have shitty, shitty relationships, but they're advising other people on how to have better ones, which is always kind of the thing, isn't it? So they continue to argue, I feel like, and she's essentially like provoking him about when have you ever been scared? Has it ever happened to you? Do you even know what that is? Do you know what fear is? Do you know what risk is? And he talks about the time that his life changed forever and his body was essentially being ripped apart, Adam by Adam. And she was like, yeah, but you were reconstructing it yourself. And he's like, yeah, but it still hurt. <laughs> yeah, my skin was ripped off. It was really, really bad. She's like, yeah, but okay, since then, have you ever felt fear? Have you ever felt it at all? Do you don't know what it is knowing all these things? Me, I'm the one taking all the risk. And then she's essentially like, so you need me to say it? Like, do you need me? And he's like, yeah, I do. I do. She's like, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. And it's an official breakup, just like he said what happened. And he poofs. He poofs. He's like, I don't need any clothes. I don't need a robe. I'm off to see Adrian naked in the snow because um Well she turned around, I was like, wait. He's <laughs> <No. laughs> already gone, hon. No, she already Whatever. knows he's that petty. You can't tell Dr. Manhattan something and not expect him to actually just like do the thing right then and there. And later we see in the episode two and he's like, I'm hungry. Poof. Like who can deal with that kind of <laughs> shit? Like when a motherfucker can just transport out the conversation, just phase someplace else, that's rude. I couldn't do it. It's different than like walking out and slamming the door because at least there's steps you have to take. Like someone could catch you, someone could follow you. When you just phase, that's it. Conversation's done. It's I would do that too. Just I'm busy off. You just disappear. <laughs> just leave them in your angry vapors. Yeah, and that's when we got Full Monty from Cal slash John slash Dr. Manhattan, which I say, bring all the frontals. I always have a side campaign that is like equal opportunity, nudity for men and women in these shows, especially HBO has a lot to atone for with Game of Thrones. I feel like every show has nudity on HBO or they're big ones to some not, extent. I would say... Because now you say everyone, I'm like, but what is... Like, I don't I don't feel like Silicon Valley has nudity. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have not yeah, watched it in it, a while. I, I saw, like, the for most of their first season because it was just coming on after Game of Thrones or something like that. But I don't know. But I feel like in that first season, I saw no nudity. Well, more of their dramas. Especially if it's a period piece. But that's what I mean. You're used to seeing tons of boobs. Yeah, yeah. never anything else. And so they have a lot to atone for with respect to, as a channel, Game of Thrones. Because boobs in the corner... They were always at the brothel. They were just always... Like, they, why are you always like, in the brothel? Do we need to see this many boobs? You go to the library and have I this conversation? Like the law of ratio. Like, if we're going to have two dozen boobs back there, can that one, at least one ping be in the background? Just for just say it. It's a brothel. <laughs> surely. Surely. Unless this is a sapphic brothel. Unless it's them Syria. I don't know why there's not a naked man back there. If we must show the nudity, let's, let's be fair. And so big ups to the producers and crew on this show for being like, hey, man, we're going to do it. And it's going to be a dude first. and It's going to be fucking fine. And on brand because it's relevant to the story and how Dr. Manhattan sees the world, how he moves in the world. And it's just apart from what other people perceive as normal. Because as soon as he gets there, Adrian's like, oh, bitch, I knew it was you, even though you're a big black man now. I'm like, who else would come in yeah, here? Naked just naked in and Antarctica. shit. Just naked in the snow. He also Girl. phased through like three walls. He had no socks on. I mean, oh, he didn't. Yeah, he was naked. At all. It's insanity. Adrian couldn't think it was anyone else. And Adrian muses a little bit about the annoying humans and their bombs. He's watching the same show on several screens, looking real haggard, lonely. The screens aren't bored, working. Barely. It's like I thought you were smart. Fix the chip back there. Get the signal. Yeah, <laughs> it's stronger. He didn't look like he had the latest model either. A flat screen, so that was unfortunate for him. His whole layer was in disrepair as well. Things Rough were knocked times. over. Rough times. Misplaced. 
He's going through it. Good. That's what he deserves. And Dr. Manhattan is basically like, yeah, yeah, you know, humans make their bombs because they're humans. And it kind of makes them feel safer because he sort of laments the fact that oh, all of my efforts wasted of killing three million people and the humans are still here making weapons. It's almost as if they're humans. Yeah, because it's almost his, as if his goal from the psychic event was to make sure that people were scared of a higher power doing things and that they wouldn't fight with each other, in this case, Russia. Mm -hmm. But humans are humans. Like this has been happening for saying. thousands of years. Literally for as long as we've existed. You cannot get rid of war. Humans will not stop fighting each yeah. other. They will find ways. The pettiest of ways, if all humans look alike, you will still find a petty ass way to argue. There's so many different yeah, something. Right. That's what he, that's we'll what emotions it. do. Emotions equal petty a lot of times, and petty equals ridiculousness, and ridiculousness leads to war, etc. After Adrian is like, Oh, hey, it's you. And he's like, How'd you know it's me? And he's like, Bitch, who else? Who else, bitch? <laughs> He's like, well, it's been like 24 years, right? How are you doing? How's it been? Sorry, I tried to kill you. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Remember you tried to destroy my ass? He's like, yeah, that's true. I did. <laughs> I thought we were my over bad. that. It's been 24 years, bro. That's the best. Let's move on. John also remembers that he was disappointed in, in Adrian. He's like, yes, I, was, I remember we were talking. And I was like, oh, I'm very disappointed in you trying to murder me and such and uh, killing these humans. <laughs> yeah. Disappointing he... information to learn. We also learn Viet, Viet. Oh, my God. Can you mess? Okay. Vite. <laughs> I don't know Sorry. why I see the word and then I just blank. But Vite is also a woke king who talks about blackface. Wait, wait a minute, though. He did make a statement that I don't know if it'll come back, but I, it's felt like it's something when he was talking about before he does make that statement about blackface. He says something about after John says, like, oh, I was disappointed, you know, in you about that. And he says that he was he was gambling that Dr. Manhattan had morals. What do you think of like Adrian saying that? That was very interesting. That it he was. was trying to predict what Manhattan's doing. Like Manhattan knows what is going to happen in the future. So his morals are kind of not his to have. It's like what happens in the future is what he's going to do for his desired outcome. Do you think he wanted potentially to provoke some sort of interference from Dr. Manhattan back then when he was planning his bullshit to make such a statement like, I'm trying to see if you had morals, what those morals are, what they look like? I think because he considers him a god, he says it multiple times. So do our powerful figures in society, in this case, a little God, do they have ethics or are they just immoral as us? Well, I guess that's why it becomes philosophical because can you have ethics this whole if you're, story just if you're superpowered? Like what can your ethics look like when you're superpowered? Yeah. That's the whole Lex Luthor dilemma that he had obsessing over Superman where he's like, you simply cannot exist. You with all of these powers makes you a God, thusly you can't exist because these things mean you're going to be bad because well, and that's not, you know, a plus B doesn't always equal C, certainly not philosophy, but I feel like those are the kind of sentiments we're working with here. What was that? I remember from philosophy class, which I did not like in college, but it was a story from Socrates about, he was talking to someone and they were discussing what makes someone good. Oh, um, I think it's such the B. Socrates' essential crown jewel is basically like, you know, the only wise thing a person can know is that you don't know shit. He was just so sassy in all of his adventures but in this particular one he's discussing with I think a student about how is someone good and they say oh someone's good when they do things good when no one's watching where you can be evil and no one's gonna know but mm -hmm. you decide to do the mm -hmm. right thing and then someone else mentions oh if the gods do it it's good but then he comes back and says I forget what he says for his argument 
but the gods being good doesn't necessarily mean that something is good inherently. Mm -hmm. So again, it's an open-ended question of is John like the ultimate moral character or is it very, is it decided for him? You know what you made me think of? Um, I feel like this was in, a portion of this was mentioned in the Amazon Fire Festival documentary, but they had an expert on there who I don't remember what the title was, but it had to do with dealing with deception, ethics, morality, and the kind of person who like runs many experiments to see, to find causation and correlations to why humans tell lies or can be more deceptive at times than others and such. And one of those things where you're relying on someone tell, being honest with you, but if that person has a perception of being observed, does that change if this person has a perception of them doing wrong, benefiting something good? How does that affect the morality versus, you know, the people that are always like lawful good? Although sometimes I think a lawful good is naturally a lawful evil, because if you're consistently lawful and the laws are fucked and you're like, no, but the law. That sounds like colonialism. Yeah, yeah. So and things of that nature versus chaotic good, which is sort of like I will do what is lawful and unlawful to get to what is good. But then morality is always subjective, isn't it? Because it's what you interpret and experience. So we yeah. have no answer. Uh, we we out here confused like yeah. Angela. <laughs> I didn't know we get into philosophical questions in the bed in sheets. Show, but she cool. said, could you keep your philosophy questions out of the bedroom? She was pissed. She's like, oh, God, what the fuck? She She's like, over. bitch, I was almost done. Can't you see it in your head? jerk he was like yeah but we it already we happened angela talk. we have yeah, to see sorry, it through <laughs> oh adrian he drops the cephalopods just yes. while he's talking he's Mystery like time solved. to rain squids baby and somewhere down below looking glass is freaking the fuck out how dare you adrian but also thanks because i'm still pissed at looking glass so freak his ass out <laughs> turned on him quickly but i think you i don't know if we thought it was dr manhattan that was doing this or I think we I mentioned that it could be Lady True, thought, yeah, or that she knew of the origin. And I'm still of the idea that she knows what Adrian is up to for the simple fact that she knows what Doctor Manhattan is kind of up to because Doctor Manhattan decided to see Will before he did his whole fucking shits, and Will has been hanging out with Lady True, who he needed, according to Lady True, to do the thing of the paradigm shift. So yeah, I some Will theories later. I'm on. still stuck on my shit that Lady True knows everything, and that she has a satellite looking at Europa right the fuck now. She's like, look at these fucking. <laughs> <laughs> fucking clones same as when she's looking at her cerebro of prayers she's like pull up the the satellite for europa please hey man was the teletubby toys a scam those little um tamagotchis if you get some kind I mean, of use i didn't it, think they were a god and i was praying no to but my you but but it wasn't a real pet either it was an algorithm it was code so but for but all you the people, knew it was code like no one thought did it was you, an actual did you or did some people say this is actually my pet i never had tamagotchis i did play any of pets though my pets are dying. What about a probably. fucking Furby? What a god! What no, about um, a Beanie Furbies. Baby? No, that was after me. Do you have some Beanie Babies Absolutely that you're not. trying to sell? No, no, I don't. I never was a Beanie Baby person personally. But I just think that For they're the like depending on what you fall into your toy fandom, it can maybe determine how you see them in a moment. I don't know. So those were my things. I I wasn't. I mean, maybe like a Cabbage Patch when I was super young. But then I saw child's play and it ruined it and i threw my cabbage patch out the window true story my mom woke up the next morning she was like why is your and i was like don't bring it back Wait, literally the out the window out the window middle of night it was uh i had a very vivid imagination still do and so i watched it ill-advised i did it anyway how old were you single digits <gasps> so i had no business watching it and i don't know you might be too young to remember this but when i was really really young there would be commercials and things for a toy called my buddy my buddy my buddy Wherever I go, he goes. And they had another one called Kid Sister, Kid Sister. Now, the useful thing about this is that both of those dolls were white. 
And so, like, it's not like you could be like, okay, well, I have a doll that looks like me that's terrorizing me. However, the My Buddy doll looked just like Chucky. And that was obviously done by what and, and bad purpose. advertising. Well, smart for the child's play people because they're like, let's take this model of this really popular American doll that a whole bunch of people have and make it fucking evil. Oh, that came out before. The dolls came out before the right, movie. Right, yes, oh, before okay. the movie. Yeah, yeah, okay, so it was already in the consciousness of oh, stuff. Geez. And so just the concept of your toys waking up and talking to you is like a, a long time concept. But not in a Toy Story way. Not in a Toy in Story a way. Although on Toy Story Three, wasn't there that evil teddy bear who had problems? But well, he was gonna like roast them in the oven. Yeah, he was yeah, fucking bitch. Kind of dark. He was that quickly. was dark as hell. <laughs> so when I was asleep, I had a nightmare, obviously, but it felt like a waking nightmare, and I swore that my cabbage patch head turned and was like, "I'm gonna kill you." Like <gasps> I saw the lips move, and I was like, "Oh, that's it." So in the middle of the night, I threw up in my window and chucked that bitch outside. And I was like, I'm done with dolls. And she went, everybody went, boom, 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 <laughs> rapid fire. And the next morning, my mom was like, what is this? And I was like, we're done. Don't bring them back in here. We're done. If it, Throw it in the trash or give it to someone. I'm. It's not happening. And that was all she wrote for me and dolls. Up until then, I was like, I would like an American Girl doll. Fuck that shit. I don't. Oh, and they're so no. big too. And life size. scary. They can really blink. I don't need that. Not anymore. Yeah, they so. had the long eyelashes. It was too much. Yeah. I, I don't like dolls at all either. I understand <laughs> where you're too. coming from. And ventriloquist dummies. They fuck me <gasps> up as well. I don't. Mm. Yeah. No, no. All dolls. Yeah. No. No. Not a fan. So after we see Adrian drop these motherfucking squids and he's like, oh, you know, got to keep it going. Got to keep it going for peace and stuff. And it's like, dude, I think you're confused about how peace it's works. already breaking down already and this is actually right when adrian makes that comment when you called him your woke king <laughs> woke king woke king about blackface are you on twitter adrian at us he's like bitch you know what year it is this is not the cool. 1980s you anymore you gotta videos? get it together you can't do that sunny you were born white what are you doing <laughs> adrian is yet he was like you're not even trying to be el debage like you didn't even take a piece of melanin you took all the melanin and i'm offended for the black people so and then they just moved on in their conversation. <laughs> they did. He was like, I'm not going to address what the fuck you just said because my uh, mind transcends topic. race. It transcends all visual issues. I am not a being. I am a god. Well, he wouldn't say that, but. What I found interesting of this whole exchange was outside of him like saying like, isn't this a little politically weird, John, for you to be in a black man's body now? Just like, just Read like all of a sudden. the decade. He also mentions that when he says that things have changed while he was on Europa, John says something like, oh, how did you know? And he was like, a little elephant told me. Now, that line yeah, that was very solely just sparked my Lady True theory. So Lady True is the elephant. Yeah, she's somewhere in here. And also, what is where. up with her buying the company? I mean, I still think that what I said before about being declared dead and missing and all that shit makes it easy for someone to acquire or easier for someone, especially someone with the funds of Lady True to acquire your stuff. But I feel like there's some connection here that we've just not seen yet. There has to be. There has to be. Please. Because if Lady True's not involved at all, which he has to be, a lot of why our theories he, wouldn't make sense. Why is he making a message unless he had some sort of idea that someone could see him? And if it's not Dr. Manhattan, who else is there to have a satellite by Europa? For what purpose? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like Lady True for her scientific purposes, but I just don't know if it makes sense to him that Dr. Manhattan would, I guess, just look at the surface of the moon because the way he's giving the message doesn't make sense unless he's positive, at least in his mind, that someone will see said message through something. And so I, unless outside of John just floating up back to Europa and being like, oh, look, someone's trying to send messages. Who else is it but some government or Lady True, which I say is the government, the top government of the world, because she owns everything. They also never talked about getting Adrian back from 
Europa. It just this seemed like they decided to true. put him there and there was no discussion about, oh, what if I don't like this? Just assumed he would. There wasn't so a maybe- conversation. There wasn't. No, think about it. He was like, can I go? I would like, or rather, Dr. Manhattan's like, would you like to go to this perfect utopia I've built? And he's like, yeah, dude. And he's like, bitch, you gone. <laughs> give me the, yeah, the just thing. Like, talk to them. <laughs> he's like, give me that little device. Thank you so much. Go have fun. I will see you never again. Yeah, he didn't give him a way to contact him. So I think the messages with the bodies were, now that we know that Dr. Manhattan's behind this, were a way to communicate, hey, I'm ready to go. It just seems like a miscalculation. If you have these opinions of this person being like a god, what makes you think that it wouldn't take another hundred years, potentially, for him to get back around to the brain thought to be like, oh, let me see what's happening at Europa again. Let me see what's happened in the century. Like, bitch, you'll be dead unless you come up with some inventions of your own. Some lady true serum of life. I, you're dead, Immortality. buddy. You're old. She has that, I'd assume. I would assume, too. Look at her mom. Her mom is 10, so. Um. <laughs> Essentially, Adrian is like, so, bitch, why is you here even, let alone as a black dude? Like, what is it? Oh, let me guess. A woman. It's a lady. You're in love? There's a woman? And John's like, it's a woman. <laughs> Shocker. Her name's Angela, and she's the best. He said so many girlfriends. He has, but, I mean, understandable. He got game. He got the existential game. Like I said, when you asking questions yeah, to confound. I guess my whole confused. life. I have to go on the date with you. Just out of curiosity. But also, like, what do gods do in bed? You know, like Hancock. Like, you're like, what is that like? I don't know. Just. Just to see <laughs> stamina. Uh, well, I'm just saying. And then Adrian starts to inquire about whether or not he has a brain, like an actual organ in his head made of organic tissue, to which Manhattan says yes. And Adrian's like, oh, cool. Well, so I actually have a way that I can help you because it seems like, you know, actually, is this before or after he mentions Cal wanting to sort of like be a god. I'm trying to remember in my head. Adrian saying this? To to John. Hmm. Well, I guess as he asked after he asks, you know, if he has a brain and things and things, he and asserts that he can essentially mute his powers with the use of a device and reveals to Dr. Manhattan that when he was trying to destroy his ass all those years ago, that was actually the plan B. And the plan A was this device that the idea of it was to do exactly this, to be implanted into his organic tissue. And then confound and scramble and confuse the signals in his brain that correlate to memory and such. And essentially you would have a wiped hard drive of a person. And how could a Dr. Manhattan use his powers to do anything if he did not know he had them or understand how to use them? Which is the argument there. And he proposes this as a way for John to have a normal life with Angela that he loves. This is the tunnel of love. This is the tunnel of love. And it's some weird sort of karma for Adrian to be like, I thought of all kinds of ways to get this shit inside your head. Didn't work. So I just tried to like destroy you and that didn't work either but now you're willingly taking this for me to put this in your head fantastic i wonder if there are more plans like plan a b i think like him don't they gotta have several plans i think so and what's interesting too is that when dr manhattan reveals that it's angela and it's a woman adrian's first assumption is entirely wrong because she's like oh okay yeah so she obviously she obviously doesn't know anything about you and you're doing this that and the other and he's like actually she knows everything i told her the first the first day the first moment we met i was like hey it's me i'm dr manhattan i know your future our future together we get married three kids whatever and adrian's like oh oh okay i wasn't expecting that answer so she knows everything about you (laughs) ah so you you want to be a part of the human life cycle now that's interesting and then he goes into his shit about his little invention and what the one caveat he says is that it'll be all fine and good and whatever and permanent unless there's something super dire that goes on and he might oh the reflexes right as a reflex and we're like "Mm." and then we have a flashback flash no yeah flashback to flash forward flash forward to the white knight 
where if you remember, there were two people in the apartment, in, you know, the house, and one guy was going to shoot Angela, and Dr. Manhattan's powers napped into effect, and he ends up killing the shooter. Right. And we thought it was Judd, I think, at that time, or someone else popped in. Well, I, I thought definitely, I thought Judd was there, and I'm not of the thought that Judd was not there, especially now that we know that Cal used his powers his Dr. Manhattan powers and someone saw to then maybe set this chain of events into the thing. Because even more of a reason for someone like Judd and everyone else by extension to keep Angela so close, to keep her so trusting or at least seeming trusting of them because this whole time they're like, we need to keep tabs on him. We need to make sure that he is close to us so we can draw little machinations in the background and do our super secret horrible evil plan. So after Adrian agrees to help him, that's when we get a little bit of a lamenting of where he is right now in his life as an old man that he... In his mind, anyway, from his work perspective, he just wanted to save the world and be regarded as this thing, as this person, as this, I don't know, father of safety, <laughs> which is totally not the way yeah, we see him. first everyone has children later on in the episode, which is very weird. But yeah, he, he talks about saving the world from nuclear Armageddon and that, unfortunately, except for himself and Dr. Manhattan and a select few, which I'm like, the seventh Calvary, you loser. No one knows. About well, yeah, we don't know. What do you mean, like the world? Wait, are you saying something Calvary's working with? No, Adrian? no, I'm saying uh, when he said that besides you and me and a select few, that select few is obviously 7th Calvary because of what we learned two episodes ago, that he's out here, he recorded a message for the president. Oh, and yeah, 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 that yep. message made its way to the white supremacists for some reason. And so I was like, you jerk. <laughs> select few Adrian. of bastards. And basically his great plans and this great future that he wanted has been entirely ignored. And it seems natural for a narcissistic mind like Adrian's to be fixated on this. His lack of accolades, his lack of direct But he admiration. did have influence from the video of him talking to Redford. I assume he's very powerful. Influence with the dicks living in tents and trailers? Because remember, the Nixon fans are the type of bitches we saw in that fucking town. No, 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 but Adrian didn't like people like Nixon. He was more liberal. So he was helping Robert Redford do all this stuff. But this is what I mean. This is, goes back to what I was saying in the first and second episode, that when things are removed via years, there are contortions. Like you can start anything in some idealistic mode and be like, yeah, this is where it's going to be. But then the reality of it is what it is. So the reality of Adrian's bullshit is that the only people who know what he did are the racist people who are going to use it to yeah, manipulate yeah. the innocents. So his whole shit is a sham. It's a sham. Like it only... But he did have influence. It just not acknowledge influence from the people he wanted to be acknowledged by. But what do you mean he has influence? He doesn't have any because knowledge is power. If no one has the knowledge, no, of what I'm just you saying did. from the Redford presidency, he was, he just, he told him basically these things are going to happen. This is what you should do. But then like you said, it's not acknowledged by the general public. Like you or me, if we were, well, because world. the general public doesn't know. That's what I mean. The select no, 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 few. I didn't know that. I'm just saying he has influence, but not acknowledged by 99% of people living in this world i think it's about knowledge i think it's about being given credit for something that he feels was great and i'm saying that his own shit is so contorted that the only credit he gets are from people who are continuing to try and morph and contort and essentially destroy the world in some way which he claims is in opposition to what he is but yet the only people who have grasped his message to then try and do something with it are people who are being nefarious and destructive so all of his all of his intentions are completely fucked that's what i'm getting to is that because well look at what's happening the seventh calvary and everything connected to them is connected now to adrian 
And that's a shitty legacy. And so he has no, in my opinion, he has no perspective about what he's become. And the same way, it's kind of like Rorschach and what's happening there is the fact that his face, his mask is this symbol for white supremacy. But we all know he'd have been like, all of y'all can fuck off and die. That would have been his answer to the 7th Calvary. And yet he is still this poster person in the same way that Adrian's video from years ago is being shown to Lori, who's like, I don't care what's going on i don't care about your stupid little videos i think it's weird that adrian is so disconnected but at the same time it doesn't surprise me because he's such a narcissist from the but reality I don't think of he his wanted actions. acknowledgement he just wanted to see people doing the right thing because he could never be acknowledged but what is the right he thing he doesn't know be... what the right thing is that's what i mean like how can you expect to see rightness when you cannot do rightness from rightness is supposed to come from badness that does not that's not how that works oh yeah he's definitely not an angel but so what just... is so what is rightness for adrian that's what i'm saying what do you think he thinks that looks like for you to say he's well, lamenting that it hasn't happened yeah well, that humans are making when he's bombs looking at the tv yeah the violence where it's not supposed to be fighting against your fellow human because fighting against, high... but if they're not fighting each other what are they fighting the cephalopods he... that aren't real sorry but they disintegrate in three no, seconds bro thing in the graphic novel was you will not fight with each other because you're scared of a higher power that can just appear any day and just wipe you out so what's the point in fighting someone when you have an enemy you can't even imagine what they can do i mean to me that's ridiculous because he didn't read enough books because he would have seen that humans will find a way we always find a way like <laughs> we're gonna find a way to argue period i don't know i just feel like he doesn't have any self-awareness well that is concerned and it actually goes to my opinion on the state of his mentals and that he is completely and entirely delusional because essentially he has this idea in his head as he conveys to John that was trying to make a world a better place. People don't respect me. They don't get me. They don't get my contributions. I need to go somewhere where people get me and it's great and it's whatever. And John mentions that he made this thing on Europa and it's supposed to be this place teeming with life that is completely void of conflict. And this is where I think this is what gets Adrian because he adds that, but all they want to do is please and adore him, which is why it's unsatisfying for him and why he had to leave all the creations behind. But they're just waiting for someone to worship. And that's when Adrian is like, wow, sounds like a paradise. So in my opinion, this is his ego saying, I should be worshiped. People should be thanking me every day for what I did. Didn't I save everyone from the Cold War? He has no sense of self-awareness to be like, bitch, people curse your name. The impact of lives you have destroyed has now surpassed the lives you think you saved by killing the three million because you have people like Looking Glass times the millions who are fucked up and buying into Lady Truth's ridiculous slew of contraptions that barely do anything because he has fucked as many people up. But he's still convinced that he's done something beneficial for life. But no, no, bro, you haven't actually. All you've contributed is more negativity, more death and more fear. It's my hot take on okay. Adrian. So let's agree that he wants to be acknowledged, but... Well, yeah, I think he wants to be regarded as a god. And that's why he, when John is like, oh, do you want to go over here to but my I perfect place? But I think he already thinks of himself as god adjacent, where he has that level of narcissism for well, that. Well, yeah, I think that's a, that's, but he just that's wants a piece people of narcissism is thinking of godlike. obey him, like what... I think, I think it's about admiration. I think it's about admiration. I think it's just actions for people. That's why he wants to go to the Europa, because everyone will actually do things he wants them to do. But if it's already a utopian paradise, what is there to do, Nicole? What is that's there why he to gets do bored. but exist? That's why he's leaving. But, that's, but that he says he's leaving because he's not 
needed. That's what he says at the end. He's like, I'm not needed here. It's perfect. And so I'm now suffering because I'm not necessary. And for someone with an ego like his, how can that be possible to exist in a place where you're not necessary? But his fucking ridiculous ass doesn't realize he's not necessary on earth either. He's not there. He's convinced himself now that he's been over here in the utopia doing his weird stuff with the Crookshanks and Phillips that he is needed on earth by the 8 million people that he left behind in New York. But bitch, those Lady Truths folks now, they don't need you. And that's what's funny to me. That's the hot take is they don't need you. They never really needed you. And now you've been replaced by a better, smarter, younger bitch. So actually, <laughs> when you get back to New York to be like, hey, kids, I'm home. No one's paying attention. Lady Truths cloning babies like better luck next time. And she owns all your shit. So I'm actually hoping that he does get off Europa eventually just so he can be completely and entirely sunned by Lady True. I think you will next episode. He'll appear back on Earth. But only by design. Like, I don't know if he'll... I mean, if he's somehow able to morph to planet Earth with a horseshoe, I'm going to have real problems and ride into Lindelof. But, you know, maybe they'll, sh- <laughs> maybe they'll show funny. us something different. But that's that was my that was my other hot take that I was going to get to, is that I actually think that, that this part of what we saw for Adrian, for me, was about his warped sense of self and his perception of the world, and that he's still holding on to these insane things. And that's why he went over to the Utopia, and now that's why he must have leave the Utopia, because he's still so confused, but he will be even more surprised, because he's not been in the world for all this time. So he doesn't know about the developments and things and things and things, to be like, hey, bro, Lady True, she got the clock tower, which, by the way, I'm still holding on to my theory that it's a time machine, okay? So I'm disproving of my theory i'm still holding on this fancy time machine that she's got there i i'm personally pleased that we got to this point with adrian where he is completely and entirely obsolete he is irrelevant because for him that is the worst fate i was trying well, to no, actually no, no. say In the this novel remember laurie was like hey we need to go to the poli- police and tell someone but then he says oh no you can't tell because then the bombs will go off. This is me saying Adrian's perspective now. Not Adrian then when he's young and still blonde and sprightly and his knees work well. I'm talking about Adrian now who's been alone and left to think and meditate and see that all of his great plans have basically amounted to nothing. That there's not been any real tangible change besides the increased paranoia and ridiculous things he left on planet Earth. I think we're saying the same thing, but different ways. Probably. Okay. What happens after this? Cal's basically like, Godspeed, bitch. And (laughs) (laughs) Zap's... He didn't even say you want to take a pillow. He touches him. You want to take your favorite pillow? He was like, bye. See you never. Can't bring clothes. Just no. have to go. He was like, you don't need it. The clones will make it. It's perfect. Who needs clothes? From there, we cut back to Angela and Cal. And she's asking about, do I just push this metal thing into your head? <laughs> is, that, is that how it works? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I think. I think so. But that's what makes this a risk. See, remember how you said a couple weeks ago I didn't take no damn risks? This is me taking a risk for you, Angela. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay, I see. Touche. Touche. And he gets on his one knee. I thought it was very cute. Yeah, she was like, you want to get down on one knee? He's like, I do. I really do. I actually want to do the whole thing. The They're whole scenario. fake marriage. It's a real marriage. I guess. Not legally. In their heart. Look, tu- fuck the law. Fuck the law. Tunnel marriage. The law created Judd as a sheriff. So we say fuck the law in these parts. Oh, yep. He says his memory's going to be gone and that maybe she should tell him he was in some sort of accident. And Angela's like, yeah, true, true, true. And we need to go to Tulsa because I could be a cop anywhere and we need to get the fuck out of Saigon. Make sure but we don't. why Tulsa? Uh, you could go to... Hawaii. I think it's like what Cal says later when he's explaining Angela when he's talking to Will. He's like, well, it's because she's where she's from. And how could she not be curious about it? I'm going to assume, at least for now, that she never even visited Tulsa after her grandmother died. That that happened and then she went back into her life in Vietnam and then okay. And then 
this situation with John slash Cal slash Manhattan, actually, because it's what he said that she pretends that she's hard and she doesn't want anyone around and that she's good by herself. But actually, she intensely wants a family. She intensely wants to feel these things. And so this is the first time she maybe gives herself permission to go there because now there's something hopeful. If she's sitting in that bar alone and depressed, maybe we can assume that she's resigned herself to this shitty life that she's had where everything's tragic and you don't get anything you want and nothing you love sticks around for a long time. And here comes this man walking into your life who's like, I'm Dr. Manhattan. I know all the future things and things and things. We're going to get married. We're going to do this stuff. So whatever. Don't argue. Don't fight. That well, I'm like, projecting because okay. I go to Hawaii. So, <laughs> I know. I, I know her Girl, reasoning, but I would go to Hawaii. Every like, place is better than Hawaii. Tulsa. Yeah. I would lie to myself and be like, actually, my, my kin, my kinfolk are from uh, I think of a great, great grandfather ancient Polynesia, in, um, which is where I'm going to go. Miami. Miami seems like it could be problematic in this timeline. So I would just remove myself from the American continent. I like what you oh, said about Hawaii. That's uh, ancient Polynesia. There's an island actually on the other side of the world, which is one of my fail safes for the apocalypse. Because I'm like, who's going to be there but some birds? But I would Did have to get there first. you buy property there? Oh, hell no. You can't buy property there. But I mean, it's just so deserted. I'm just going to pull it up on the Google Maps so you can see what I'm talking about. But okay. the island is called Tristan da Cunha. You said it's is in the Pacific or where is it? Oh, girl, let me. I'm about to show you. You're like, where is this? How would you even get there? By would boat. Would you steal your plane? By boat. A male actually takes a ridiculous amount of time to get there and they don't get it directly to their island. It's a neighboring island and then it has to be curried over. Oh, okay. So people do live there currently. Before I zoom out, I just want you to see where it is. Okay. Edinburgh of the Seven Seas. It's an island. Not the tiniest, but pretty tiny. But I'm just going to zoom out to show you what's nearby. See how, how far yeah, I'm going? Yeah, you did like five. Zoom so out. that's the South Atlantic Ocean okay. that you can see there. Atlantic. Let's go further. Oh, Okay. Wow. So over there we have Africa. But look how off. The coast from Africa it's it is, right? Smack dab in the middle. Smack dab basically between Brazil and Africa, which is a huge distance considering the size of Africa. So yeah. the more you know. You know, I have weird facts like that <laughs> where you're like, Candace, how did you know that place was there? And it's like, well, I like wildlife, but also I'm like, where could I go where zombies would be the least likely did place to end up? you zoom in to random parts of the map to find that? No, it's actually because I... I have a thing about birds environmentally and things. It's super important to make sure these places are cared for. Ah, okay. And so it's a remote area of volcanic islands. And I just think it's super fascinating. But then also the other stuff of like, if I could get there and getting there would be problematic for sure, for sure, for sure. But if it was the apocalypse, the likelihood that a zombie is on that island is very small. You now that I've just said this to there. the world, some, Everyone some dicks might property. be there. You, you can't though. Open like, a can't. resort. <laughs> on the I don't got there. No one's gonna come to your resort. No, I know, but just to like be ready for the apocalypse. You, no, I agree. you I gave just the viewers the great tips. I did. And if I see you bitches there for the apocalypse, save me a goddamn spot. Cause this is where you heard it first. Don't leave me out <laughs> to fucking die. Give please, her a room. Please. Give me a whole ass hill. Like we got space. Like Ooh. give me. <laughs> you really thought this out. No, I have. I have. You'll have your side with the birds and the mountain. I'm not afraid to admit that I think about the apocalypse on a, on a relatively like flat consistent theories? basis. Well, the apocalypse is possible in several <laughs> different ways, just a bunch of different ways where the flat earth is completely impossible. So, no. Just think about volcanoes ever erupt in the United States. We done. <laughs> I choose this is not one to of the think ways. about that. See? 
See, mm. I can't help it. Back to Angela in motherfucking Manhattan. She basically asked him if he forgets everything. Will he still be him though? And he's like, with my memory gone, you're not losing me. I'll still be here. You'll still have the body and the talents. And she's like, true, 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 true. But not the powers. But not the powers. And squish, put this into your fucking head. And we are back at the bar again. And she's still not really believing him. And she's like, well, bitch, you are talking a real good game. If this is real life, make me some life at this moment. Make life. Make it come forth from your hands. This is a magic trick with his hands. And he's like, yeah, look at this. It's an egg. And I'm like, bro, you probably should have made something appear that wasn't something I like that I magicians do on the trick. street. It could have came out of sleep. He come on, like, guy. He did the just the tabs. Oh, this is a Literally, subway Literally, it's the cheapest trick you get on the streets. I'm like, really, bro? This is not David Blaine. You could have given us some David Blaine, some Copperfield. He's like, look, it's an egg. <laughs> if he just levitated, that'd be, that'd be something. If he levitated the egg in his hand. Just yeah. put a little extra on like a it. second so no one would see it. It's a little extra on that shit. And she's not impressed for good reason. She's like, okay, and it's I not even a living thing. And he's like, but it's still life, so we're having dinner, right? And she's like, it no. It wouldn't have nah, the symbolism we not. if it was something else. That's why he got denied for his date. He was like, but I did it. We're having a date. She's like, no, bitch, we not. <laughs> we're not dating. This is, you cheated, and Ooh, I'm not happy. Early, yeah. Is this when he mentions the first time he can transfer his powers into some sort of organic material? Yeah. That if a person anyone. consumed it, theoretically, they would have his powers. Because they're talking about the kids. Right. And that. When she thought they were actually biological. When she mentions, he or won. he mentions, they'll have three kids, a boy and two girls. Yeah. And she's like, are they going to be half God children? Are they going to be Hercules? But he said he has to ask, ask for consent for these children to have powers. I'd want powers. So, like, please. Ish. He's, he can be kind of a dick, so I don't know. I'm like, do I do I lose? Do I become as existential and annoying as you do, Dr. Manhattan? Because if that's the case, keep that shit. I think Topher might get powers. That's my hot take. At least some. That's weird. I mean, I only say that's weird because what the fuck is Topher going to do? He's not even six feet. He's not even five feet. What the fuck is Topher going to do Just besides the future, like when Dr. be angry? Gone. I don't know. But man. I don't know why. They concentrate on him a lot or more than the other kids. I feel like he's so a reflection of Angela, but. That's just me at this time. I don't know if that's relevant, but he feels like he's some sort of reflection of Angela as a child as well. And this idea of, I don't know, will Topher follow in her footsteps despite not having the genetic link? It seems very likely at this point because they're so similar. But yeah, after he says all that, Angela's like, well, guess what? <laughs> Joke's on you, bitch, because I don't want no kids. I never gonna have no kids. In fact, crack this egg in your goddamn cup. I'm out of here. And then he drinks it. And he's like, girl, thank you. I'm I used to play football. Beer, right? I like to drink eggs, so I'm just going to drink this right here. Ugh. Beer and an egg, that's not right. I don't think that's I've right. I've never heard of that combo ever. I don't think we should ever hear of it. And uh, if you know about that, <laughs> listener, keep it to yourself. We do not need to know do not what countries they drink fucking eggs and beer because fuck that. Fuck that. No way. I'm trying to wonder how that would taste. I already don't. Don't wonder. I already don't, don't like beer, don't so wonder. I would hate this. Don't wonder. I told you my brother used that shit all the time and he was playing football and it was the grossest thing I ever saw. Just in general, the egg by itself was gross because he would do like seven or eight and I'd be like, you're disgusting. And just like put it in the fucking blender and be like, gotta get big for football. But yeah, if that was beer or just any liquid in which the yolk had to... um, you know what it is? It's the consistency of the yolk, like the the, yeah. the texture. I just feel like swallowing that when it could easily just like come back up is just fucked Ooh. up. Yeah, I know. I did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Confessions. He Are you drinks- saying you did it before? You ate an egg before? I have drank in. Um, I oh. have drank in an egg before oh, and it not, was horrific. Yeah, okay. It was horrific. Of course, I've eaten an egg, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I just eat. It's so late. I'm You're s- like, my brain is broken. It is 1.49 to wrap this shit up. I'm falling asleep. <laughs> Me, I'm usually a night owl, so I'm doing slightly yeah, better, I but I also have a Starbucks coffee. Okay. You um, have an advantage over me. 
I'm drinking water. Hey, Amen. I'm falling asleep. You're coming to the coffee circle. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm waking up. The water's guys. fine. For you, the audience, I'm waking up. So, yeah, he drinks a drink. And then he mentions Tulsa being where she's from. And she's like, bitch, how the fuck do you know where the fuck I'm from? And he's like, uh, well, you tell me six months from now. She's like, again, again with this. Okay, great. But he also does mention that he has a blind spot, which you were talking about earlier. I forget. Was that the to me tunnel. or on the podcast? Yeah, the tunnel where he doesn't know what happens in this 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 fuzzy part but he knows that Angela's at the beginning and, and Angela's yeah. at the end so he knows that's all omega end. shit right just tell us he's like no he's like Angela I won't tell you either I'll tell you that it ends in tragedy and that I know what that tragedy is but no no don't ask me I'm not going to tell you and once we put this thing in my head I'll never be able to tell you what the tragedy is and that's when Angela actually laughs because like the tunnel of love thing like you just said she's like oh that's oh, I see what you're doing here we're coming full circle aren't we full circle okay okay this is your plan the whole time her new favorite song Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, so 10 years and then tragedy. I could just leave this shit in your head. Because this is when we're to the part of them like going to their new future. And he's like, you could. And that's all in your hands, dear. And I'm like, that's a good ass answer. Has, she good has no answer. choice. She, she knows no it's going to happen. Yeah. No. That's why it's annoying because you give the illusion that these people have choices, but they don't. And then um, she says he loves them after he gets down on the one knee and puts the thing in his head. And we cut back to Angela back in the crib where she's like, baby, we're in trouble. And we're back to after she banged out his skull to remove the thingamabob. And she just oh. floats. <laughs> you know, she's like, John, John. And he's like, bitch, I'm floating. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm trying to get my Let bearings. Me live. Now, this part, this whole sequence of events was hilarious to me. Because I was like, this is what happens when you date a motherfucker who's on another plane, who is godlike. Because what is this? I feel like this is the reality of Superman. You know what I mean? Like, they always make it seem like mad chill Superman, but imagine if Superman could teleport and do stuff. Like, he would be way ruder to date than what they've let on in the comics. Because this is the type of shit Angela has to deal with, where she's like, okay, bitch, look, it's 2019. I had to wake you up. Okay, people are, there are bad people who are coming to get you, like, right now. And so, do you know who you are? Can you say some shit to me? It's weird. You still have Cal's face. What's going on with that? Okay, okay, okay. Maybe you're still trying to reset. I don't know what's going on here. There's no pupils. Yeah, she's like, the kids are upstairs, all right? So, maybe if you could just not be blue. Or just, you know, go back to your brown skin, the melanin. Love your brown skin. And he's like, bitch, excuse me. I, excuse brown me. skin girl. <laughs> brown skin girl. I don't know. Now when I hear that, I think of Lupita's, like, social media video, but... I haven't seen it. It was cute. It was like a thing that Beyonce put together with all these people singing her song. Oh. And it was on her Instagram for okay, a while. Okay, I'll have to check it out. So he's completely ignores what she says about the kids. Because she's like, you need to change back. And he's like, no, I need to move forward. She's like, bitch, what? I said the children are upstairs. What you doing? He's like, I got to go. Excuse me. And then he's like, oh, the clock. Interrupting her again. And she's like, oh, yeah, the clock. The clock. Do you remember what happened to this clock? Are you getting in images? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And it's the white knight situation and how he saved her by zapping the second dude. Oh, so he can remember that part. So the love tunnel wasn't completely dark. Just the urgent moment. Maybe that's, maybe that's when the consciousness creeps up in that time that his reflexes enable. Well, I'm just wondering, before he won the love tunnel, he couldn't see anything during that period. But then once they're out of it, he's seeing things that happened like a short... Well, maybe he saw that too, where it's not an explanation, but if he was just, if his conscious mind was only lucid for that moment that he had this subconscious reaction to like life or death scenarios, that can be kind of like what happened in in the human brain. 
that your conscious mind remembers thing. It's your subconscious mind. You can't recall because in that moment you were lucid, but now you're no longer lucid. So I don't know, but that's what I'm going with for now. And in that moment, he thanks Adrian because he's over here flitting back and forth between past and the future. And we hear that snippet of what Adrian said, like, hey, reflexes, you know, make it pop out and you won't be able to control your powers then. And she's trying to get him to do some shit. She's like, what's going on with you? And he's like, I'm confused. I'm still trying to get my bearing. Excuse me. And then he just fucking. He's outside. He's like, bye. You know what helps me feel like me, Angela? Walking on water. It's like I, ever since I did it on Europa, I'm like, what makes me feel like he's me? He's not even going anywhere. He's just but walking. Cosplaying is Jesus, if I can do it, a blue Jesus. And that's what I'm going to do. Because he's literally just walking on the water. And the kids start yelling and screaming, Daddy, Daddy. And it's like they're screaming for their daddy, but the daddy's it's outside blue walking guy on in water. The pool. And Topher wasn't even in the room with his sisters. He was ready to like fight somebody with his mom. He's like, what are we doing? And she's like, let's go see what your sisters are doing. <laughs> and they go in the room. And of course, Cal is out there being a dick just on the water, like, hmm. Hmm. Oh, I can still do this. How oh, great. I, you know, it's just 72 degrees outside. It's a great temperature. I just, I've missed this. Like, oh, whatever right. he's doing water. out there. And I love that Angela, once again, showing that they are the most ridiculous parents because she didn't even bother lying when Topher's like. I was shocked she did that. Me too. Because Topher's like, oh, wow, that blue man looks like Cal. And she's like, baby, that's because it is. It's Cal. It's your dad. That's him. Yep. <laughs> he's he's actually a god. And the, the girls are just you know. like, oh, okay. That's. Is that a full stop? Is that the end of the sentence? Okay, well. Right. Those girls are always confused when things happen. They're just, they've been left on red so many times. They were like, what happens when you die? And they're like, nothing. Uh, okay, daddy. <laughs> no. no, there was no okay. It was just like, oh. Um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Silence, the same thing we got right now. And then he talks about how she needs to see him on the pool. Like it's a sign or something. It was a, no, like, that is after, that's after he's at the kids. Because she don't run out there until he gets rid of the kids, right? Oh, we're, yeah. I thought we were like at the part. That happens. We got to mention later. that they're like, oh my God, oh my God. And he looks up like, oh, kids, are you noticing me? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Where are my children? And she's like, no, no, no. See, that's not what we're doing. It was okay. Maybe when you snap shit like that, when it's just you and me, but now when we got whole ass kids who will need therapy, they already need therapy as it is, given how their parents perished. Yeah, Topher's now- going through it. Topher's always going through it. So Angela's like, hell no, nah, bitch. What are the kids? Bring them back. Bring back the children. He's like, they're good. Okay. They're, they're, they're Will's good. house. She's like, what? <laughs> Will got a house? <laughs> He's a grandfather she doesn't trust. Is I taking know. taking care of her children. I love what, because that's what's that lie that you so go. I think we were basically saying at the same time, we were like, that might be my favorite line. But then I might have changed at the end where she was like, get the fuck up out the pool and tell me where the kids are. Bitch. Um, I forget the line. No, that was the line. Oh, when she comes yeah. outside, she's like, get the fuck up out the pool and tell me where the kids are. <laughs> Motherfucker. What are you doing? That's not how you parent. And he's like, Angela, Angela, please. These kids have school. Like what month are we in? They will be going to school tomorrow. They will not be going to school tomorrow. Yeah. And she's inquiring for a little bit before he eventually is like, oh, they were their granddaddy in Tulsa. Just like all nonchalant and shit doing his like, I'm looking off to the side, having 18,000 thoughts at the same time. And she's just like, what the fuck? And then he explains this trip he had to see Will 10 years ago when yeah. he's standing in Karnak. No, 10. Yep. Right. And Vite is handing him the device. And he's like, so here's the, here's the thing. Um, if you got shit you got to wrap up, you probably want to do that right now. And then he teleports over to New York to see Will. And uh, we learn a couple things about what the fuck is up with Will at this stage in his life where he can still walk, but doesn't seem to know anything about Angela, Lady yeah. True, or any of this stuff. We see him in a mansion. Which, again, Pedopedia is very helpful to get background information. After Captain Metropolis died, he gave Will his house and I think all of his estate. And in the letter... Guilt, guilt, guilt. Yeah, yeah. So there's more. In the letter, I think it's Will, 
or it might have been an extra document, he discusses how he's repentant for all of his whatever hell. <laughs> oh, I know. I, mean, I, like, I know it's not you writing his... this. That's just my response to Captain Metropolis. Is, yeah, oh my I mean, God, was I a racist? So sorry, dude. Yeah. Here, take my property. Penance? In one part, he talks about how he didn't want to make the crime busters political. And he says that Will was. But he noticed he was making it political by just choosing the causes they really wanted to go after and calling crime in some areas of the city black unrest and things like that. So it's good that he comes around and sees that what he did was bad. Well, everything's always kind of political, too. And that's the other thing that's like, come on, man. Especially these racialized times that they were living in. How how is everything you do not a political act? It's either a political act in support of liberation and the end of oppression for all marginalized groups, or it's the opposite. You know what I mean? Like, there's no in between. Either you are working for someone's freedom and agency and your own altogether as a conglomerate, or you're not. And so he was on the side of the not trying to play himself like he was still a good person that would never be a hot take another hot take for liberalism in this fucking country because it's sure it's sure enough is that where you're like well if i'm thinking good thoughts you know i don't want to be political i don't want to talk about politics right now i just want to talk about this thing i mean wasn't that the whole taylor swift thing too for like most of her career she never said a public opinion and then she came out to say to votes for someone last year and people were like oh, taylor i thought I you were political like, please the bitch I mean, late the bitch I mean, late she has views like every other she person. has a brain and now she can express herself yeah. in a way ish so yeah i that, i'm one of those people that thinks every action in a sense is a political action because you are revealing yourself you're revealing your ethics your morality mm-hmm. what you believe and so to try to take a cop out like that is something you can do when you have immense amount of privilege it's like the discussion about politics right now where you're like i'm that's not political for me, so I'm taking a step back. And it's like, it's not political for you because it doesn't affect your fucking life. It's not political for you because you're not actually the one being attacked or oppressed in the situation. So it's easy for it not to be political because it's not forced upon you. When for other people, people don't want to be political, but it's forced down your fucking throat. Life itself is making it political for you. It is politicizing your color. It's politicizing your gender, politicizing your goddamn sexuality. So we don't have choices out here of what gets politicized unless you're a white dude um, on the down low, like Captain yeah. Metropolis. So yeah, he you can, realize he that. Can, uh, so a little too late, but like donkey dick. at Sorry, least just, he um, get that in there. <laughs> <laughs> at least he found nerves. the light at the end of times. That's you being confident. I just feel like that was him trying to keep himself out of out of hell, and I don't think it worked. Well, it's a will. It wasn't a religious confession or anything. Oh no, no, I don't. I mean, just his for his existential crisis while he was coming late to life, and he's like, yeah. oh man. Well, some people never get there, so you know we're not super enthusiastic. But I'm happy that he came around. You're happy that Will's living in that man's house. I mean, he's a lot of money. He deserves it. I wish Will would have sold it and lived someplace else because part of me, and I guess this is just actually human behavior, that he still laments or probably misses or, you know, had a degree of concern and love and whatever for Captain Metropolis, despite how toxic and fucked up that relationship was. And so keeping this property may be a way to still feel close to him, but highly, highly Highly, mm, it didn't seem that way, but we didn't have enough time. No, 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 we no, yeah, no, but also in the will, he mentioned that Will would, well, Will in the will, 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 the will. Uh, he mentioned that Will would probably try to decline the estate, and he told them to keep chasing him down to actually get this estate. And if he kept saying no, put in a trust and hope that he comes back later. No, but that's what I mean, he still could have sold that shit, he could turn into a halfway house for the homeless. He could no, no, but he stuff. just didn't want it for. A while and then i don't know what happened but he eventually accepted the money 
and the estate. Right. And that's why I'm trying to give him space for what humans do and humans are complicated. And the fact that he was having a sexual relationship in a relationship with him, even though it was obvious he was bigoted, even though it was obvious he was not going to help you with what you wanted to do. He still did it for the kaleidoscope of reasons that would exist for a human to still engage in something that is toxic for them. I'm just wondering if now as an old man, as he's thinking about his life, like he didn't know he had a fucking granddaughter. His son was not in his life and had been dead for motherfucking years. So we have to try to imagine what Will's life looks like after June leaves his ass. He is alone. He is isolated and the only potential connection he had is with Metropolis and maybe other, maybe men that he connected with. But given the circumstance of his own expression of his identity, his sexuality, that potentially would have been a secret too, like Captain Metropolis. And so what kind of life is that? And so ultimately, if your longest relationship, because that looked like it was about a 10 year, at the very minimum, fuck buddy relationship between him and Captain Metropolis. I don't think it was that long. But look at the child's age. That's what I'm saying. Like we have to go from when the child is born, a baby, to when he pulls the makeup off his face. So if you wouldn't say 10, wouldn't you at least say eight? I mean, the child was- But were they still together when the fam family left? We don't know that. What, him and Metropolis? You really think they weren't boning? Uh, let's just keep it, let's keep it 100. How many fuck buddies no, do I don't have? No, I 10 years. No, no, but I'm saying he was still fighting with the Minutemen at that time because he was put on the makeup. So we are then to assume, especially because when he calls Metropolis to be like, come over here and help me. He's like, um, no, black and rest isn't my thing, but you can come over and have sex though. But we can do the thing that we always do. So that says to me that the fuck buddiness was still happening. And especially if you have the component of queer people having a hard time finding other queer people in this oppressed society that says you can't be queer out loud, it's gonna be even more important that you hold on to those things that you've connected to because you're not gonna have access to so much. That's why I say I think it's, it's complicated, but that's what I like about it because it's full of nuance. It's not one way or the other where okay this guy's bad this guy's this or this guy's racist or whatever so it's done it's like these shades of things where hopefully like you said hopefully hopefully captain metropolis had some degree of self-awareness about his shitty behavior because in his own weird contorted way he really feels like he loves will but i would argue that you know bigotry makes it hard to have anything but toxic admiration love is interesting <laughs> it's an interesting <laughs> word to use i don't know but i think that everything that will has around metropolis is, is complicated which would make his living there complicated but i get the sense that he was on some adrian shit when john goes over there because he's by himself he's living alone and he has no knowledge of his living kin so yeah i don't does he even know his son died because the mom didn't know and they, they were in contact with each other for a he while he didn't say anything to indicate so I maybe think he knew maybe yeah. june would have to tell him but i don't think june was talking, they were talking yeah. and she just died in vietnam so yeah i just think he was fully clued out and perhaps over the course of the 10 years that john is cal and all this other stuff that he grows this love and this need to want to be in his daughter's life or excuse me his granddaughter's life because well Seems only natural. family left, yeah. Yeah, only kin left in, in the world. So while Cal is talking across time to Will and Angela, Angela's like, so you're talking to him right now. Can you ask him about how he knew about Judd and shit and the Cyclops and the clan robe and his fucking closet? Ask about that shit. And he does. And she exposes the future to him. Well, yeah, because Will's like, I don't know who that is. And then when John is like, oh, he don't know. She's like, oh, he don't know. Oh, fuck. Is this my fault? I is just this started me? everything. I started it. I sent my grandfather here. What the fuck? What Again, the fuck? Again, chicken the Shit. egg scenario. What? Same time. Exactly. Same time. Same time. Great analogy, Lindelof. I really like it. And Cal is just sort of like, isn't it great that he's dead, though? Like, he's dead. He was a bigot and a racist. Like, he's dead. So should we just be happy that he's dead? And who cares about the circumstance? And he brings up like the whole, oh, chicken or the egg, which came first, the paradox. And now the answer seems to be that both at the exact same time. Yes, yes. And I'm like, okay, I can go with that. So it's, 
I'm sorry. After that, he's like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Angela. When someone's outside <laughs> trying to kill you. But the uh, the thing with her telling her grandfather about Judd, again, this is a paradox. So there's no real answer. But how did she go? How did he tell her back in time that he was Judd? Because he was Cyclops. Because someone would have to figure out he was Cyclops in a clan outfit before that for her to know like the first time someone said something so just like their theory is that when this these things happen alternate universes diverge and they're in a different one where i guess someone came back it's just very weird and well, like I hard to think about because with dr manhattan how it works he makes it seem that we're in a closed time loop and i think that's where it all depends on the rules of your universe and like what your specifics of of quantum physics or dynamics especially when it comes to time travel is all time stored and thusly it can't change it is what it is or is it a set of variables that can spawn off into different universes or other earths and things like that we don't know which is happening in hbo so it's hard to say about any of those because yes you could have a another earth or an alternate reality but if all time is fixed and it's been fixed in what will happen since dr manhattan saw it 10 years ago then theoretically no then it's determinism in a sense that it is done he has seen it and all he's doing is going along for the ride so i don't know that's the that's the the less fun version of time stuff but because there's a dr manhattan in the story it kind of denotes that because he knows everything so you're saying that he knew it and told Angela and then she went back and told No, no, I Will, think it's a closed how, loop. How did it happen? I feel like it's a closed loop. So I don't think that, um, like he said, chicken and the egg at the same time. And so there is no first or prior. It's like this infinite loop that keeps going back around. And so unless they say something that, okay, what is in the foggy part of, of Cal's brain or John's brain, Dr. Manhattan's brain, can lead to a set of variables changing, I don't even see how that would work still because he's like, I can see this from before with you. I can see this after with you. I just don't know what's happening in the middle. So that suggests to me that it is fixed, that it cannot be changed, which is what he says to Angela when we get to the end of the episode. She's like, see, you were wrong. And he's like, no, babe, I actually was right. Ooh, there I go. And she's like, oh my God, go! And it's so fucked up. And so that's why I say determinism because it doesn't seem at this point in time that they have any tools to disrupt the story. Now, if Lady True comes in, like how I feel like she can be in her awesome Lady True self, she can be like, actually, bitch, I have a time machine and I'm changing the paradigm. So I'm creating alternate realities with this. And it's no longer this fixed system, this fixed reality of what has to happen that Dr. Manhattan has said, but now we have all these alternate realities and we can choose one. But <laughs> highbrow, highbrow, highbrow <laughs> science. I don't see. know. We shall see. I don't know. I could just be applying the crown makeup very slowly for you all to see, but I just don't know. And then, yeah, he teleports. He's like, I'm hungry. Excuse me, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gone and i feel like angela's like yo i have to take 30 steps to get where you are you're such a bitch for that i thought she grabs the eggs and just throws them it's well because like she comes in the kitchen and he's levitating stuff no 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 she had to throw it he just disappeared literally reappears in the kitchen and he's levitating ingredients why are you making waffles, waffles at 8 p.m because he's hungry you can have a waffle at 8 p.m i haven't had one at 8 p.m if people didn't like waffles at 8 p.m well chicken waffles i've had for dinner Sometimes. But I'm saying but. IHOP. IHOP is a, what is that? aren't they breakfast all day, every day? Oh, I do not like IHOP, but. Uh, well, some people in America do. God damn. Like, they, they eat pancakes and waffles at 7 p.m. Did that's IHOP Dr. make you sick? Yeah, it did. But what that's, I mean, the concept of a, of a waffle. What about college? You never did that? No. Like when you, well, not all college cafeterias have this, but there was always like a thing where you can make like the hotel waffle. A yeah, but waffle. I never had it for dinner. Please send your flaming messages. Dinner to this food whole... should be at dinner. Whoa. 
Hot. Someone's cake. a little rigid. That's crazy. <laughs> um, I would like for people to write in with all the people who have cereal at night because Nicole has issues. Dinner food is for whenever you want to eat it. If that is eight in the morning, do it. That's my hot take for you guys this week. Don't listen to Nicole. Eat food whenever you feel like <laughs> eating it. I mean, do what you want. Anytime I just of the day. don't do it. Now I want you to eat something breakfasty for dinner. Like now I'm going to find a way to make it happen. A cereal. If you give me bacon, I will eat it because I love bacon. <laughs> Honestly. It's pretty American. My weakness. It's pretty American. Angela comes in there. She sees him levitating. She's like, give me these damn eggs. <laughs> she throws it on the crowd. And I thought he was going to try to put his powers in the egg and like feed it to her. But I don't know. Maybe he put it in the flour or something in a soda or juice in the interim. Because he's yeah, always thinking. We don't know how far he got in the recipe. Well, he's always thinking so many steps ahead. So he could have, who knows where he could have put it. Just knowing that Angela will drink this eventually or eat this eventually and then have my powers. <laughs> I'm dead. Here's some waffles. <laughs> <laughs> oh also because we know dr manhattan can now see because the things out of his head did he plan he he probably definitely did he would know that will would go to lady true for help for whatever's going to happen so like you said for the time machine will telling lady true hey this is going to happen in the future you need to prepare mm-hmm, seems to be mm-hmm. part of his plan indeed remains to be seen but that sounds like a good theory oh wait remember you threatened to kill me during this episode well yeah it's because you were a jerk I was i'm not... gonna tell everyone yes so yes I you were like, yes you were i think Angela's she gonna would die. not stop not only was she I was vocalizing scared. this shit she kept on vocalizing i was like can you stop you're about to get assaulted and kicked out of the <laughs> studio because she's like angela's gonna die this is it angela's dead angela's dead scared. and i was like you need to i see that's how you deal with your fear and so now i know better that you're just gonna be like my fave is gonna die well, once that's... cal died well the but he's not dead. Well, not no, the cow, the non-Dr. Manhattan memory cow is dead. But he's still there. And it, but Dr. Manhattan, he's not, <laughs> he's not the same. He's like sassy now. And like, I know the future and the past. And they have been all the same He has time. brains now. Previous cow was just pretty. He I, wasn't the brightest thing. Yeah, but you I know he was like, like Angela, are people. we safe? Angela, I have to read all this cute card about our life. And now it all makes sense. It all makes sense. I don't think she was like, Babe, let me homeschool you so people can believe it's real. I think she skipped all that. She was like, read this one book and that's it. That's fine. <laughs> Just stay here, Done. look pretty, raise the kids. It's good. Read a book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. She's freaking out because she's concerned about Lady True after she throws the eggs down. She's like, listen, I'm concerned about Lady True because Lady True definitely seemed like she knew that you were you and you were here with me. And that's, I'm concerned because what does that mean? Also, the 7th Calvary, they're coming. They're coming. We got to do something. He's like, oh, pause, pause, um, babe. They're here. They're outside. They've been setting up their artillery for five minutes. And she's like, bitch, why did you you say anything to me? What do you mean? I got to get my guns. And he's like, because it doesn't matter, Angela. Because it's all fucked anyway, boo. So I was trying to eat a waffle before I got (laughs) detained and kidnapped. Right. I was just trying to have one last waffle. Where are the neighbors in this neighborhood? They don't exist. I think you notice. Oh, they're in 7th Cavalry, too. Oh, oh, oh. That would be it. That's my other hot take. All the houses were dark. I feel like you'd see seven cars roll up at oh my 10 gosh. p.m. And Angela proving why she's my fave. That even though John is like, oh, it's over. It's done. Like, I'm just trying to have a little snack before they come and get me. She's like, no, bitch. Um, We got to stop these hoes. So, excuse me. I got to go to my massive gun closet, my John Wick stash, Behind and get all my weapons. Painting. Yes. Because she's not ready to accept there's nothing they can do. She's like, oh, because there is something I can do. Like, I can go out shooting at the very least. I can go out shooting these hoes. And I'm so glad she shoots so many of those bitches before... 
she ends up in her set it off situation. But he just watches her like, oh, look at her go. I love her so much. I love her so much. And then he says like, listen, babe, this is the moment. This is the moment I fell in love with you. My God, I already told you it's useless. It's pointless. Nothing can happen. Nothing can be saved. And you're going to do it anyway. And she's like, I'm sorry. Was that supposed to be romantic? Was that supposed to make me feel better in this moment? Because it doesn't. It doesn't. Excuse me. I got to go shoot people. Doesn't she ask um, like, oh, didn't you love me before as well? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. she says something like, oh, so right now you fall in love? And uh, he's like, no, me. girl. Don't you remember? I experienced <laughs> time. And she's like, stop. You. Stop. Bye. I know how you experience Goodbye. time. You're experiencing time and all the times and all the places. Great, great, great. Fine. Excuse me. I got to go shoot people if you don't mind. Thank you. And she goes and he just looks at her like, oh, look at my, look at my violin. That's my babe. baby. That's my babe. She's a killer and I love it. And she goes out guns blazing. And this actually reminded me, like I said to you, because I'm a big Xena fan. That was like the, the series finale of Xena where she's like in the land of Chin and she's basically fighting a whole army. And for the show, if you've never seen it, like Xena was, would easily in a lot of fights just do away with people. But the concept of hundreds of people in an army with like weapons coming at her body, it's like a little absurd. And so this whole time she's fighting and she's fighting and it gets to the point where she's mowed through a lot of people, but she's taking arrows and she's still moving. This is what it felt like for me, that type of level of epic warrior-ness for a woman is that she just goes out there. She doesn't think twice about it. She's like, fuck you, Cal, you fucking asshole. Let me go and kill these people. And she's like, boom, headshot, boom, headshot, boom, body shot, boom, headshot. And then so she gets in the car and she's on her Queen Latifah from Set It Off where she's like, bitch, I'm driving in a hail of bullets. You can't stop me. I have so much fucking badassery that you can't stop this. And she's literally not stopped until someone shoots out the engine or a tire or something. And they almost kill her. Almost. I would have left the room. Cal was like, skirts. No, I said, I said, we're not recording tonight. If Sister Night is killed, I'm leaving. I'm leaving and I'm so glad she on the podcast. But also you were triggering me. You were triggering me the entire time. It was fucking rude. I was just scared, honestly. No, I see how you did with the night. I was getting ready to be sad. By putting me. I'm sorry. I mean (laughs) the worst have to do it. Worst scenario. and so just before she is, just before she gets murdered, Cal appears and he's like exploding heads like water balloons. Ooh. He just points and then you too. Pretty cool. And you hold these bullets right here. Hold them, hold them, hold them. You too, you're going to lose your head. You over there, explosion like a blood bag. And, and Angela's like, like. directing traffic. He would do two hands and two hands again. He's out of fucks to give even when he's killing people. And I appreciate it. Angela, I mean, this is like, it's like two killers in love. Because look at y'all. You just got, you got bodies right now, but they're racist bodies. So who can really feel bad about it? <laughs> and she's looking at him like, oh, boo. And he's looking at her like, boo. You're amazing for just coming out here and just taking on the world for me. She's like, you're amazing for coming out here and exploding heads like berries and grapes. I just love when you do that, especially when it's to racist people. And they can barely bask, you know, because Angela's trying to be like, see, babe, I told you. See, babe, I told you. Love survives. Love persists through all. And he was like, no, babe. Wrong. That's not how it works. I'm still going to die. You're wrong. Or be teleported. I can't even finish the sentence. Bye. (laughs) She's like, out. You just watch him stand right in front of the cannon. No, he's like, I'm going to make this easier for y'all. I'm here in front of the kid. I feel like you could have zapped okay, your ass I'm, back inside, okay, bro. I'm a level. Cool. Should have zapped his ass back inside. He did not. He's like, let me just line myself yeah, up it, for it you. Had to be. And then they zap his ass to the secret room under Judd's house where undoubtedly he gets put into some cage where the basketballs were. And Lori is over there like, oh, my God. She's like instant lady boner. That looks like Dr. Manhattan. She's like, can we be held in the same cell, please? <laughs> can y'all just she let me out of this chair? that in a I'm sassy like, way. If, especially if you think you're going to die. Get one last romp or try to. I understand it. I understand I it, mean, Lori. do you, Lori. Do you. Oh, this is during this whole sequence of events with 
Angela being a badass, where it's like emerging of her sister night persona and her actual persona, because she's like, no mask needed. I'm just going out there and fuck shit up. It is an original score by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross of The Nine Inch Nails. And I believe I mentioned that earlier, but this particular track was entitled Lincoln Tunnel. And so interesting because we have puns here. Lincoln Tunnel, for anyone who lives in New York, that's a thing, but also the tunnel thing because of the thing Angela said last episode, what is said this episode by both her and Dr. Manhattan, the song that he says is now their new favorite song. It's just, obviously there's stuff. After he's violently teleported somewhere, we cut back to their first date in the bar in Vietnam. And Angela is just basically like, thanks, no thanks. I'm not trying to be in a predestined tragic relationship, so goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, holla, 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 holla. <laughs> he doesn't say it like that, but that just came out. Oh, wait, I think you wrote this quote down. You, you tweeted about it. I did. Oh, my favorite quote. Um, All relationships end in tragedy. Yes. Which I never thought about that. Either someone dies. Talk about a way to get a date. If someone's like, this this has the most tragic ending I've ever seen. I, I would like to no skip it. There's no hope. And he's like, but isn't there no hope for everyone? How? <laughs> you know what? That's literally what he says. It's He's like, so no dark. one has any hope. So let's not have hope together. Because I know you at least are interested in me. Cause what obviously. a romantic thing to say to someone. Truly. Dr. Life Manhattan Romance. Futile. Oh my God, who's going to make those Valentine's Day cards? I will. For, from Dr. Manhattan's voice? Them, I will make them. Well, you're... <laughs> like, there's uh, the ones you got in elementary school where they're the tiny paper ones. Our relationships end in tragedy. <laughs> you have a card like, our relationships... Come be tragic with me. Because our relationships end in tragedy. Candace. Like a, <laughs> be my Valentine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> After he says that, she's basically like, true, true. You have a point. He's like, right. So can we have dinner then? And then she just kind of replies, fuck it. Fuck it. Why not? And we end to a song by Jackie Wilson entitled A Woman, A Lover and a Friend, which is totally what Angela has going on with Dr. Manhattan is that they are able to talk. They're able to commune. They're able to relate. Issues of loneliness, isolation, feelings of that, but also like this obvious soul connection. That's it. Oh, actually, it's not. We no, come no, back no, to Adrian. We come back to Adrian. Scene. Right. I, how could I one. forget the motherfucking audio from fucking Crookshanks and Phillips? That was so weird. I thought someone was getting like killed. I thought he was killing the clones. I thought someone was digging in a bullet wound, but I was like, we haven't seen yeah, anyone get shot. Really so these Foley effects are really gross and weird. And we hear voices saying, alternating between the Crookshanks and the Phillips asking Adrian, will you stay master? And then you hear Adrian say no. And then you hear like a squish, a slam and a squish. And we realize that's a tomato being slammed in his face. Yeah. They are juicing tomatoes with his nose because they're so mad that he wants to leave. And I'm like, you guys, the this is not, file line this is not the punishment I had in mind when you guys were like guilty, guilty. I did not see this coming. I did not see that coming. I thought it'd be more intense, like an execution or I submit to you that getting like tomato jail. juice in your eyeball and in your nose oh, is unpleasant. It's yeah. A yeah. It's not, he's not having a great time. No. So I guess they're winning in that sense. But I love tomatoes. I don't know. Tomatoes are good, but still I don't want none in my nose. That's true. They're like on his like, like consistently, right. <laughs> After that, we cut to Adrian in some sort of old looking cell, some old fashioned cell. And I'm like, was this cell included in the manor? Because I have questions I so. about the original Crookshanks and Phillips. Because why do they have cells in their manor? There what was, is that? There was hay in what the is that? bed. I'm, it was, I'm just saying, why they got jails in the manor? Who does that? They also had a church in the manor. I, again, they have I'm, money. I have they lots of questions they about these money. people. Lots of questions. And he's reading a book. 
Did you ever, were you able to zoom in and see what that book was? I didn't no, catch it. No, it was kind of blurry. It. Well, we'll see if we can find out for next week. Another Phillips comes in and brings a cake, and we learn that this is the first Phillips. Yes. The original Adam Phillips. Shout out to River. She, on Twitter, she actually guessed this, and I was like, good for you. That he was the very first Adam Phillips? Yeah, we have some smart listeners. Good shit. Yes. Phillips 1.0 is like, well, can I bring you another book? And he's like, no, I, I like this one. It's fine. You wouldn't understand anyway why I think it's great. And I just love the way the petty works on this old or this first one. Because he's like, oh, is it because it, it your big blue daddy? It's after year. You have to eat a bandit you year on earth. <laughs> he's petty. trolling Petty Olympics. He's like, he never looks back. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't think about you. I hate to see it. <laughs> so first Adam is also first petty officer of all the clones <laughs> on Europa. It's very clear. The P in Philip is for petty. Yes. He basically is like, look, man, I'm the first bitch. I saw heaven made before my very eyes. I saw my blue friend, my blue gods, my blue master Leave. raise buildings and grass and shit and whole flowers from the ground. Do you know how amazing it is to see flowers formed for your eyes? And Adrian's like, I mean, I, I could guess, but I, I could tell you I'm not really that interested in the content. And he's essentially like, um, heaven was made here before my eyes. Like I literally saw it myself. Why is it not enough for you? It's perfect. And this is when Adrian goes into his shit where he starts laughing and says that his home is a bunch of miles away and with the eight million of his kids who need him. Waiting in their cribs. Need him. And it's like, God, first of all, your narcissism, your hubris, it's annoying. It's annoying, Adrian. But also you're really wrong because if one thing we do know is that Lady True is answering the needs of people, whether they're real or not. Whether you need something real that is true and tangible, Lady True is like, I got that shit for you. I got that shit for you. You want an alarm system? Are you Lady I got True that PR? <laughs> I told you I stand for Lady True. <laughs> but also, I really do think this is a major juxtaposition that will continue to happen between Adrian and Lady True. Because to me, they're both very similar, even though they're complete opposites, because they have to be courtesy of the patriarchy and their gender. That they both are like, I have the answer. Mm -hmm. It's me. I'm solving it. But one is less annoying than the other. And that's that's Lady True. She's less annoying. So, And I stand by my... Yeah, she's less, she's way less annoying than yeah. Adrian. And she's actually doing stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, we could argue about the, the cephalopods and the squids and, and, okay, this stopped the Cold War, this, that, and the other. But realistically, Lady True's bomb for the soul, her placebo effects, they're helping somebody. People think they're getting effects, whether or not those are real effects or something else. But his reality of, like, people need me. No, people need potentially Lady True and her clones. She's cloning dogs. She's cloning people. She's building towers. I'm just saying that he clearly has no idea of what Lady True is up to, truly, because if he did, would he really say the word need? Was, did he know about Lady True? I don't think he did Well, before he left. I would argue. Cause maybe he, she wasn't born yet. I don't know how No, 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 no. that's impossible. Because remember what they said, Lady True went to MIT at 15 and she graduated at 19 and then whatever at 30. All we know is that Adrian's at least been there, you know, for 10 years, right? If we go based on this timeline that we're dealing with with Cal slash Dr. Manhattan, and he said in a previous episode that indicated like four years at the very least, he was unhappy. So there you have it. So Lady True would have had to have been alive and a genius that he would have been aware of, but maybe, you know, oh, I'm taking I'm taking for granted because she's a woman, because she's over here, I don't know. But he had to, he would have had to have been aware of Lady True because she's been doing shit for years. You can't get to a trillionaire in just five years, I guess. Takes 10 to 15. And so if she was like, I did this at 15, and then I did this at 30, 
to me, that's enough space for him to know what a lady true is. And but then the 10 years he's been away or potentially had less access to what's happening on Earth, he could not know that she has risen to Zuckerberg times Google times Twitter, Twitter times Insta times <laughs> Amazon times robotics times Tesla, like literally every major company doing something innovative, 3D printing. It's all lady true. So, yeah. So that's where I think that that's my hot take for right now. Yeah, huh? yeah. She's she's literally everything. Yeah. So, highlights. and that was wasn't that kind of Adrian's thing to be like I'm the big brain and I'm gonna orchestrate all this stuff. Like she bought his company yeah, for his that purpose, company. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So who needs Adrian? Listeners, if you have any we comments, need let lady me know. True. Lady True. Lady True. Maybe that'll be our first merch shirt. Just Lady True lady over and over again on shirt. <laughs> lady True. Lady True. And so after he has his own sad, pathetic hot take for himself about him not wanting to be in heaven because heaven doesn't need him. Adam 1.0 is like, well, eat your fucking cake. He cursed. I was like, oh, all right. I like the 1.0s because they have foul language. Yes, he had time to mature. Which had seven candles, by the way. And um, Does that mean anything special? I don't think so. You said it was seven. I will revisit. I don't know. I feel like my brain is starting to like, uh, you know, like when the flicker out, like when the, when the, the connection is loose. Yeah. <laughs> so the flicker is happening. So I don't know. We'll come back to that. But... When he tears open the cake, after he blows out the candle, he notices a thing, and it's a fucking horseshoe in there. And he's, he's really delighted. So excited. So excited. He's, he's overjoyed. He kind of it's sounded like, like um, a Furby or like one of those happy gremlins, like before they become the gremlin. I think, like, you know, like those sounds they make. That's reminded me of Adrian. Oh, where he yeah. was like a maniac giggle. Like it was just, it was weird. I think it sounds like every Scrooge movie where they find out they have to buy toys for the kids outside and they just like go outside really happy like ee! and like that weird stuff yeah yeah so i said a manic furby or gremlin but you that's yeah we're on the same page with that tis the season for christmas and he starts scraping references. at the shits and i'm like lord i hope i hope there's a code or something because if you're just scraping at that yeah, metal it's gonna take a, a minute knife. but i guess you have nothing but time so yeah. whatever but also won't add what 1. is 1. under there but what about adam 1.0 he has ears i think you wanted him to leave or he's letting him go. I don't know. Well, I, I that's just a true answer. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he messed up with that in the cake. Who knows? Yeah. I don't think he cares about what's in the cake. It's one of them other versions that may be still trying to please him. Mm. By him, I mean actual Adrian, because mm. that's obviously a thing that they want to please their master and they call him master. And they're probably delighted to see him after Cal, you know, disappeared. And they're like, hey, we're, we're there was the only other person that looked different from us is gone. And then he shows up. And they're like, oh, my God. A new master. Hey. <laughs> then he's like, fuck y'all, fuck y'all. I don't even like I don't even like it yeah, here. Yeah, he just kills them. And they're all. like, oh well shit. They throw tomatoes. So yeah, that's essentially the end of the motherfucking episode after those end credits. And we get some previews for next week and it looks like a lot of shit's going down, which is to be expected. Yes. Season finale. Not the series finale, which yay, doesn't say that. It says season finale. And I'm excited to get there because I just I'm just trying to get to Lori. I'm trying to get to that first response to motherfucking Doctor Manhattan getting zapped. Hopefully they forgot to zap his clothes so she can really have a treat. Oh. And he's in the thing. And she's like, oh, my God. What? Keen. I'm now excited for her one-liner. It's going to be a good one. And then Keen. Oh, you know it's going to be good. And Keen is like, I told you you'd care. And she's like, shut the fuck up, bitch. But you're right. I care. <laughs> I'm I care now. I'm hoping that Keen dies in the next episode. Me too. I hope he dies while he's trying wrong. to make himself a god. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's clearly trying to do that. And it's like, ew. He's awful. Ew. Gross. This never works out well for you types of villains that are like, I'm going to orchestrate an accident that can make me like this other and person. And I will monologue while doing it. But it almost always goes wrong. You know what I mean? Like it always. We can only hope for him. 
I really hope. I really, really He's hope. An awful character. I hope that Lori gets to watch him die instead of watching her ex die, because that would suck for all oh, of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that could happen. That would be uh, rude. To can you imagine? Like much. you just get back someone you love so much that you call every fucking week and speak into the ether, which is just Lady True, <laughs> uh, while she's having breakfast, and then that motherfucker gets zapped in, and you're like, oh my god, you're here. There's so much I want to say. There's so much I want to do, and then they're like, skirt. <laughs> He's dead. He's like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, that's a mind fuck. Lori will need therapy. She'll need to retire from the FBI. And quite frankly, wouldn't she deserve it after she got snatched up like that? Where's Agent Goober? I'm sorry. I just, it occurred to me that Agent Goober should be concerned is that his boss is nowhere there? to be found. Oh, he still is there. Agent Goober was the one who went to Looking Glass, where Looking Glass was at, and was like, yo, oh, all was the people the bunker. dead. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't so know. we don't know where Looking Glass is, but I hope that he, that's one of my predictions, that he will show up and do something that will help Angela. I don't think he'll crew. even show up. Wow. All right. Well, you mean, place your bets. You, mean you just Petey? said that. What? Petey? I'm talking about Looking Glass. Oh, I thought you were still talking about Goober. Oh, no, no, no. Petey. I'm hey, saying Looking Glass will I'm be I'm saying back, where is Petey Agent won't. Goober? Agent Goober needs to do his fucking job and find where Lori oh, is see, and yeah, be yeah. a decent agent. Where Looking Glass needs to be a decent person and make up for his um, snitching on Angela and appear at this bunker to save the day. That's what I think. Yeah. So think those so. are my mini predictions and wants. We do see that Angela somehow ends up there, which makes sense. And of course, Keen in the thing with a cocky smile on his face. Dr. But Manhattan's I'm like, there. Please explode yourself while you are giving that cocky racist smile. So, but yeah, that's essentially it, guys. Yeah. I guess we can go to our favorite lines. So this line really spoke to me. I felt it. I also tweeted about <laughs> it. And I, de I finally have a quote of the week that I'm not just trying to find when we're trying to do the last section. So listen up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. But I cannot get serious with someone if I know it's just going to end in tragedy. By definition, don't all relationships end in tragedy? See, you got to be vulnerable, y'all. <laughs> That's a life lesson right Dr. here. Dr. Nicole is in. <laughs> Send all your relationship questions. Don't. To I will give bad advice. Don't do, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that at all. All right, let me go to my line. It is not poignant. It is not profound. It's petty. Like which me. Oh, which one? I'm oh, excited see. to hear it. See. I'm very excited. It's all right. That's safe. No. Uh-uh. Get the fuck up off the pool and tell me where they are right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you the pool one. Yeah. Yeah, because that shit was so fucking funny to me. I'm like, this is straight relationship problems for fucking superheroes and shit. Like, where else you gonna ever hear a line delivered like that? Get the fuck up off the pool and tell me where the children are. You can't just teleport our babies across seas and shit. They're not across the sea, Angela. They're across the town. That'd be so funny to play out of context to someone. Just yes. what is happening in the show? Yo, you could add this to one of those cards of humanities and it's just lines from Watchmen and you will confound and amaze. Ooh. Oh my God. Business if someone idea. does that shit, hit me up with royalties, you motherfuckers. New York rent is <laughs> Pay her expensive. her worth. <sighs> but that's it, y'all. That's it. We reached yeah. the end. I know this episode might long. I to bed. And if I'm we so are repetitive, excited. it's because we are without sleep. Yes. And some of the brain cells are lost. Per usual, you can email us at a sister night pod and you can add us on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. a sister night pod no our email is sister night pod people are actually following us now despite we our shitty lot, social media we have pretty we've got awesome followers yeah too. how many do we have 
35 right now. <laughs> I'm proud. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm for us. That's a thrill. I'm not on Twitter. Sure I said zero followers, so I'm happy. No, I. Right that's now. why I said for someone that's awesome. probably laughable, but for us, yeah, we're it's really excited. Fucking amazing, because initially it was just like three or four, and it was and we were people so we knew, like police people follow us on Twitter. But it's really great uh, conversing with you guys. You give really insightful observations. You know, just so smart. Yeah. We have some smart followers. Shout out to everyone in the watch main <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> I haven't used that for a while. I totally forgot. The watch main. Main. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Main. We got to start using it. I don't know why I keep giving that Terrence Howard accent, but you kind of got to. Yeah, you, you got to give gotta. it a, some pep. Well, listeners, thank you so much for joining us for another week of ridiculousness and yelling. And what the fuck was that? Um, as usual, like theories, queries. <laughs> suggestions <laughs> however ridiculous it may be we don't care send it all in um, but otherwise we will talk to you mofos in a week or less than less than yeah, I suppose maybe until yeah, next time sister night out bye peace